I don't need Cialis. <laughs> sure is fun to have, though, isn't it? Difference between a want and a need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is nice. It's like having a superpower. <laughs> I'm afraid that they're going to tell me my heart. My heart's too weak to take it, though, eh? Just take it and find out. Mm. No? I don't Bad know. idea? Well, I don't know. I don't know. How would you really want to, like, if that's the way you go? If they have one go. more fucking lockdown, I'm definitely going to take the risk, I'll <laughs> tell you that. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I'm going to get that thing. What? Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to get, <laughs> yeah, one more lockdown, and I'm going to need as many dick pills as I can get. And if I if I go that way, then, sh- then I go down swinging cock. You know? Happy. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, Jane, for coming in. <laughs> thank you again for the coffee. Yeah. Hey, Jane, can you get me a beer? Ah. You should have done that the whole time she was sitting there. Yeah. We weren't even really going. But, oh, wait. I got to get started. Started. We're working. You have all four screens up at once, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, a, yeah it's just like that. Oh, okay. The four people. Yeah. Well, three people and one robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that when Chris and uh, Manolas were on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Were they the last guests? Um, we no last. There was Bedunka Funk was on after them, and then uh, he was a guy that did everything. Oh. He, he like uh, he played like a MIDI. And, Wait, is that um Craig Watkins? Yeah. Oh. Oh, do you know him from Hamilton? Yeah, I yeah. Craig was uh when I first started, he I think was just starting out doing comedy and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's funny that I know that now because literally like I think two days ago I realized that his Instagram handle was Badunka Funk and yeah. he's doing these crazy fucking loop pedal yeah like funk. I'm like and he's wearing like three piece suits. I'm like when did Craig Watkins get sexy? What the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, and he totally committed to the bit and everything. <laughs> like he was like saying my. If I, am I performing this camera? And it was just like me and Kev and him performing to the camera, like dancing and like feeling his body. And, stuff. <laughs> and then uh, $100 Ke- suit. Yeah. Like Kev's, yeah. Right, Kev's sitting like, you know, two feet from the guy who's like giving it shit. Like, I mean, to his credit, I'm not knocking this dude whatsoever. Like I'm only saying it in uh, right. appreciation for his performance. But he, uh, but it is, it, you got him in a room with like three guys. Yeah, he's really sexing it up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a little and then uh uh last week this guy doug swales a comic from london he came on he's a truck driver and really canadian that yeah. show goes out tonight and then yours goes out t- next oh, okay, next cool. week is he in the convoy right now uh, i don't think so now he's vaxxed and stuff <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. local guy yeah that's crazy the, the convoy I like uh, the idea of a convoy because yeah. I watched that movie when I was a kid. You know oh, that movie? Yeah. Did you ever watch no, that? but someone brought that up to me today. Oh, it was because great. Because I think Manolis is talking about it. Oh, oh, it was such, such a great movie. Yeah, Manolis knows all the same <laughs> shit that I know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a great movie. That's where I were, you learned all the rubber ducky and I got a f- smoky on my tail and all that shit. Yeah. And then, but Doug was telling us last week, this wasn't even on the air. But he was saying that before he got into stand up, he would do, he would like just be funny on the CB. Like a CB yeah. stand up. Yeah. And he says that, that he goes, he wasn't as funny as some of the guys on there. He said that, that it's super hilarious because you're an, essentially anonymous, right? You're just like out in the airways and only <laughs> other truckers can hear you. Yeah. So people say like the craziest shit. The, yeah. The, the most offsite stuff. <laughs> but it's hilarious, you know, hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever? Uh, we should get. Uh, nah, who cares? What? 
I was like, we should. exciting. Uh, no. <laughs> what? It just sounded like it was going to be exciting. What happened? What is it? Uh, I don't think it was. It wasn't. It was more <laughs> stupid. It was like I had an idea and then it right away fizzled out like, oh, dumb. Okay. But anyways, you know what we should do, Pat? What? I should pretend that it was a good idea. Okay. And then I will um, have like a, like a minute and like 12 seconds, however long that theme song, <laughs> to uh, think of something clever. Okay. And then when we come back, then... Uh, I will tell you what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. This is pressure because yeah. I'm bad at improv. It. But, uh, okay, well, uh, we will uh, do that right after this little thing, Kevin, that we call the theme song. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone, to the my old pool shed in my backyard in Pine Grove, Ontario. We are here. We call ourselves the Dutch Hall, and we're back for Season 9. Not really the beginning of the real Season 9, but this uh, we cannot call ourselves Season 9 until we fulfill our promise to uh, reunite the nocturnal emissions, but we'll get to more than that later in the show. First, we need to introduce our great, great cast that's here tonight. First of all, the man that helps us run the board when he decides to. I got to tell you, last week it was hard doing it by myself. I totally suck at it. Um, but So it's good to have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Fingers Van Dungeon, everyone. <laughs> and flanking my side, he's here in effigy of my good buddy Dave I built him in some sort of a haze in the pandemic. <laughs> he sits there with his creepy eyes. Put your hands together for Robot Dave, everyone. Robot Dave, oh, that's yeah. Robot Dave has got some uh, trouble in uh, paradise. I, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, apparently, you know, as you know, Dave, uh, he has a fetish for... Uh, all sorts of uh, ro uh, mechanical equipment, mm -hmm. and uh, he has been dating the vacuum cleaner that sits beside him for some time now, mm -hmm. and I think the two of them are kind of having some troubles. They're having a spat? They're having a little bit of a spat. Uh -oh. I think she's feeling a little neglected because he spends so much time doing his old barbershop trick. You know the uh -oh. barbershop. Dave, you want to tell people your barbershop thing you like to do? Honestly, what I do is I sit down in the barber chair. Yeah, put some lubricant in there. <laughs> Pay the guy twenty six bucks. <laughs> All right, that's what you do. Well, you keep doing that, you're gonna lose a great, great woman there. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. He's <laughs> confident though. Right? Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's gonna keep yeah. uh, just doing his thing. He's a real man. Yeah. Well, uh, that's him, everyone. And now our guest, yeah. our guest tonight. I'm very happy to have him. Uh, he is uh, a 
I like to think of him as kind of the Forrest Gump of comedy because every time I, I talk to him, he throws at me in a pearl a story that uh, is just like uh, something that would be one of the highlights of my life. And he, and he uh, kind of throws them out like uh, he just has millions of them. And uh, he's, uh, he's had quite a resume here. He is a great comedian. He's traveled the world opening for Tom Green. He's a, a co-host of the Friday at 420 podcast. He is the manager at uh, Levity Comedy Club and Lounge in Hamilton, Ontario. And he is my friend. I'd like to think you're my yeah, friend. friend. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Coppolino, everyone. Patrick Coppolino. Oh. I almost forgot. Dutch Hall Virgin as well. Yes. Yeah, this is your very time. first Dutch Hall. So... Very good to have you in here. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe with all these years, but we it finally got you down here, so that's great. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and uh, I am the host of the show and two-time two time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke, everyone. The President's Club. That's a big deal. See, what <laughs> what, what I did was uh, I won these two President's Club awards, right? And they're up there. They're those two uh, glass, like, uh, they have, like, they look like crystal okay. up there. They have peas on them for President's Club. <laughs> what is the President's Club? Oh, my uh, God. It is, uh, it is the award I got for essentially um, putting uh, work before my family. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> for two years where they recognize you as being like one of the top uh, lenders in Canada and then they send you on a trip. Okay. And that's what I, I Where'd you get to go? Uh, first year I went to Nashville nice. and second year I went to Atlanta. Cool. Yeah, Nashville I got to go to Tootsie's with, uh, with uh, all the wrestlers from WWE. Yeah. They were doing Raw across the road. Cool. And that was my highlight of that one. And the second one, I got to see uh, the color purple with uh, Fantasia Barino. Oh, nice. At, at, a, at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. So it was all, all black people, you know? Not like, it's going to sound racist no matter what I say because I'm white, right? Mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but it was awesome because, like, the theater is like, Atlanta's like uh, got rich black culture, you know? Like, it's, they have like black universities. The, they, have like a industry and stuff like that. It's founded by black people like a long time ago. Like they were, it's like established black society there. That's like, um, proud and stuff, you know? And so it's a, it's like, it's like a, a uh, it's a good, uh, example in the U S cause most of the time it's not that way. Right. And, uh, so this theater's gorgeous, right? Real ornate and everything. And then, uh, there's all these women like in, real colorful dresses and stuff. And and then uh, the one-time Fantasia Brino, you know, she's like the Whoopi Goldberg in... Uh, Color Purple. Color Purple. She plays that role. And at the end of the movie, she says... Or at the end of the play, she says, uh, I'm black and I'm beautiful or something. I think that's what she says. Okay. Fuck, man. The theater went ape shit. It was like a Def Jam, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're like standing on their chairs and... Uh, crying and and hooting and hollering. It was fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah. I love uh, uh, black people emotion, you know? Like, they get to look like they have fun, uh, which we can't as white people, right? <laughs> Are you kind of like? I like to say I'm, uh, my friend Scott uh, McDonald always says uh, he's a recovering Catholic. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Catholic. So I, yeah. I go by that because I, I, yeah, I was raised Catholic. Yeah, me I, too. 
That's not my thing anymore. <laughs> no, I, it's hard to get behind a man <laughs> yeah. anymore. It's like as soon as anyone, like if you go to defend your Catholicness, you're like right away lose. Yeah, you, you know, feel shame too. Yeah. yeah. Why well, you're Catholic? Yeah, I was born. I was raised Catholic yeah. too. So was Kevin. We went to Catholic school together. Okay. Yep. And, See, I, uh, I went to Catholic school until high school, and then just actually like my sister. Ended up going to a different. She's a year older than me. She went to a different school because she didn't make a lot of friends in elementary school. But the friends we grew up with in our neighborhood yeah, went yeah. to a public school, so she really wanted to go to school with them. So she went, and then my parents didn't want us in separate high schools. So I ended up just kind of by default going to a public school. But I wanted to anyways because I was just by grade eight, I was just so yeah, done, done with with religion. So yeah, ours is kind of opposite. We didn't have a Catholic school around here at the time, so. My dad sent my sister to a local public school, yeah. and uh, then he thought it was awful there. Uh, so then he sent us to Catholic school, and it was it was far away, and it was uh, not uh, not very fun. No, but you were already Catholic before. I was Catholic grade school like we around going... here. You know, yeah, they have Catholic grade schools, but they didn't have a Catholic high school. Oh, I see. What you're so they had to send me to Branford for that. So yeah, it was a long bus ride to go. You know, fucking get yelled at to tuck your shirt in and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I got out of it. Like, four religion credits, I guess. Yeah. Which changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was the thing. I didn't want my high school education to depend on whether or not I believed. Yeah, yeah. And all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And my kids went to Catholic high school around here because now they have one around here. Yeah. And uh, I kind of feel bad about it. It's a good school. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but it was like they got a good education and stuff, but like I feel bad about all the Catholic stuff they had to go through because it's kind of kooky now. Once you get away from it, it yeah, seems yeah. kind of crazy, like all of it. And then every time my kids would like uh, have a problem with it, like, you know what they say about gays or you know what they say about this or that? I would be like, yeah, I don't agree with any of that shit either. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Actually, when I was going to get married, uh, I went to, I had to go talk to a Catholic priest, right? Mm -hmm. For him to marry us. And I knew the guy. He was a pretty good guy, you know, like he uh, was a normal guy. He grew up around here and stuff. He was like my dad's age, but so he uh, he still is around here. And he, and uh, so I said to him, Al, like, uh, you know, he asked me all the questions. Got to ask a Catholic. Like, you got to say, this is one of the questions they ask you. Like, they go, are you willing to bring in uh, babies into the church? And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> what does he mean? Like, just bring Like, you're going to, you're going to. Make the church grow, basically. Like, they you want to. They want to know. And bring them to the church, or just bring a baby. This is what they really want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they really care who's Can't baby kid for a minute. Yeah, like you're going to bring babies in here, right? Yeah, you just bring babies in as long as you got babies in here. We <laughs> get <laughs> good look at them young, and then yeah, a couple of years later, Whoopsie. yeah, uh, too old. yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're washed up. Um, so. No, uh, what was I saying? You got to bring babies in. Yeah, you, they want to know that you are gonna fuck, mm -hmm. and you're gonna pull. You're not gonna pull out like some sort of chump, yeah. and you're gonna like uh, everything works. You don't have any secret vasectomy, nothing yeah. like that. You have to tell them that too. They go like, really? you're, he asked me like a bunch of ways, and I'm like, I don't know what you're getting at. You know, I don't know what you're saying. Like, <laughs> and then he goes. Uh, does your dick work <laughs> is what he says, you know? And like his, he's like, there has to be no pretenses. You going into this marriage, you got to go in with your eyes open. And so if yeah. you can't have kids and you're not telling her, 
then that's a problem. So you have to, that's what they were saying or something. Right. No, no belly button loads, nothing on the back. Everything goes in. Yeah, you got to keep it in there. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to hold their legs up and shake them or something. <laughs> that's in the pamphlet. Wait, is this guy in that the video weekend. you posted recently? <laughs> uh, you posted, didn't you post your wedding? Like, clip yeah, your he wedding might video? be in there. Yeah, yeah, he might be in that. He's got it married. Yeah. Father yeah. Al. How does it work? Do you hire a priest? Do they don't, do you don't pay them, do you? Yeah. I, you do? Uh, that's a, I don't remember now. It's, I've been, it's been 20 yeah. Four you years. Catholic, I think I did pay. Church, there should just be one provided for you when you get married, right? Yeah, I think you tip. It's like a tip. You tip them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and them you get, you invite them for dinner, <laughs> and they get a free bar, uh, open bar. Yeah, yeah. My, my priest stayed for the for drinking and stuff after. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He stayed. <clears throat> I drank with him at uh, this at, at Dave's brother's wedding mm-hmm. at at the reception. Whew. He pounded b- back whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Does he? Did he like open up at all? Like about? Like did he slip at all? <laughs> that like it's just a gig for him or something? Oh, uh, uh, no, no, no. But he did like have an unnatural like, <laughs> like he had a natural. He was asking dirty questions to seem. I think to seem normal, right? You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I guess yeah. Like he's one of the guys or trying, something. Trying yeah, too hard. he's so out of touch. Yeah, yeah, but he's never. It's like a guy that's like, uh, like the guy in the forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, you ever you, you ever kiss tits? You know, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. You know, <laughs> you, you're like, you never really did this before, did you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, you can just tell. Like I always think, uh, not this guy in particular, but for most priests I meet, I get a kind of uh, closeted gay vibe from him. For most, for most of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get mostly a closet gay vibe, but I also get that from just people with any sort of intellect. Yeah, Joe Batello. <laughs> no, <laughs> that guy's totally not out in the closet. Yeah, he's got, he's got like a, uh, he, I, he's the only person he 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 will tell you he's gay. Yeah, in a million different ways all day long, and then when you say, "Why don't you just say you're gay?" I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, he stands right in the middle of the closet, and he's like, "Hey, whoever wants to fuck first, <laughs> I'm there." Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mystery to me because I'm like, "Why don't you just do it for the spots?" <laughs> <laughs> like, say he's gay or do gay stuff for spots. Well, I I don't know. Like, just keep doing what you're doing, but just admit it, <laughs> and then you get the spots, right? <laughs> But as long as you're going to stay quiet about this thing, you're not going to get any of those spots. You're just kind of like you're you're doing all the dirty stuff, but you're not getting any of the benefit. He thinks he's mysterious. <laughs> right now, you're just a white straight guy. You're 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 not even interesting. You yeah. know, if you tell the truth that you're in love with men and you dream about like Libyan guys, you know, you're going to get to do a lot of like queer friendly things, right? Yeah. They don't even let me tell my jokes there. Like gay people won't like my jokes because they're about dicks or, or like they're straight who won't like i don't understand like like uh, gay people <laughs> what do you mean like, like you know how they have like uh the the gay shows like the yeah. lgbtq they won't book you yeah they don't book me <laughs> do you try to get booked on them yeah I th- do you have to be gay to be on them though i don't know that's what i'm asking <laughs> oh, do you think i thought you did i don't know i've never been invited to one of those yeah like maybe i gotta like come out as a <laughs> as a like as a what do you call it an ally an ally. Yeah, that's what that's a new thing. You know that? Yeah. An ally? That's well, what it's they just call. Like you, well, it's, yeah, it's weird to label it, but because it, it, isn't that just a person who doesn't? Yeah, it's stupid. But there's a label. Hate them? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like you're, you uh, just be most people. But if but if you're but I guess the default is that you hate them, <laughs> right? I don't get it. Like I argue with my kids all the time about this bullshit. Like I don't understand it. I think they think there's a problem more than there is, or or I don't, um, or it's just that, that uh, just because I don't think that way. I don't. <laughs> yeah, think. I think that's what that's what that is. Because like I, I'm the same way. Because like I have family that that has come out and like I know like in certain circles or at least even in their immediate family the way they've been treated has been pretty terrible and i can see how uh especially if that close to you treats you that way then maybe your perception of just like you know if my, oh, yeah, my dad yeah. treats me like that then why would my friend like me anymore you know oh like, right right, right fucking with them yeah, yeah and if supposed you're to love you yeah exactly yeah so <laughs> and I if they're the only guy it is amplified a little more maybe yeah sorry Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if yeah, if they're the only guys that tell, if the only people that tell you the truth is your dad or whatever, and then <laughs> he's telling you, or like, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you, you know, think what he's saying. Yeah, like well, he's he not going right. to put on a facade because he's uh, he's afraid to hurt your feelings or something. Like he's like, like he'll he'll tell he'll like be honest with you. At least that's how my family was. They'd be saying mean things to you, but you know it's true, and they were trying to just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Help you, help you in some way, and you'd like hate him, and then you would forgive him right away. You know, probably so there's punches thrown. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that. That's more the way. It's not the way everyone grows up. My wife didn't grow up that way. Yeah. So like, she doesn't get it. Um. <laughs> so I'm not allowed to act like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Struggle. It's uh. Do you uh? You've been you've been married. You are married. Yeah. Do you live with your wife? Yeah. But you didn't for a while. You? Yeah, because we, we did that. So we were together for like four months, and then we were in uh, Vegas. I was doing shows with Tom there, and then she I was there for like three weeks or something, so she came down for like the last week. And then we just – it wasn't planned things. She was just hanging out, and then we ended up just getting married at the Little White Chapel there. Oh, yeah. I got married there too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> second time. It was a second <laughs> yeah, marriage. Second time. Uh, yeah, that's – I like – yeah. Did Elvis yeah. marry you? No, we didn't do that. We just did like the the cheapest basic, yeah, yeah. regular minister. It thing. was a shakedown where we went, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I convinced them. Like, it was kind of a good deal at first. You, they give you like a like a limo, and uh, they took you from your hotel to the to the chapel, mm-hmm. and you can drink in the limo and stuff. And we had four <laughs> couples, so you're splitting the cost. It was pretty reasonable. And then uh, you get down there, and then. Uh, they line. They take the girls away from you. Know, they put them in the back, you know, and then they take the guys to the front of the church, and then the minister comes out and she says, uh, "Okay, guys, uh, we need to know: Are you guys going to do like a, a regular service or a Christian service?" You know, and for surprisingly, all four of us who are fucking wasted said Christian. All said Christian. <laughs> we all became like super, super holy all of a sudden. That's funny. Yeah, and then. Um, the women are in the back. They got their flowers in their hands. They're all giddy and stuff. They're all excited. And then they say, okay, you're going to have to tip now. This is a time where you get you tip. So we're going to give you all an envelope. And then you got to put your tip money in the envelope. And uh, once we get the tip money, uh, we will then begin the service. And they go, and the, and the minimum tip is 60 bucks. You know, they tell you that or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's looking at me like they're going to kill me because I booked it, right? So... And we we just we look at our women at the back. Oh wait, all, so all four couples you all knew each other. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I didn't know if you like. No, we all did this. Have, there's other couples there getting married. No, it was our fortieth birthday parties at the time. So okay. we, so you uh, just like remarried your already wives. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was already married for like, um, yeah, like a long time. Okay. Like 16 or 17 years already. And then I got (laughs) married again there and did that. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. It was just for the, to have a good time, but we ended up waiting a long time. Yeah. And then, uh, ours was was that we did, it was like really early in the morning and, uh, there was no one else there. Like to the point, I'm I'm almost positive because it was just the minister, us, and then I think he had to bring in like the receptionist as a witness. (laughs) (laughs) There was literally nobody else. Oh, wow. No, it was hopping when we went. Yeah. No, we went, like we did like 10 in the morning or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sober. And then you came back. You were married. Yeah, but we had separate apartments for a while. And then you had, and then you were in your mind when you married then? (laughs) Yeah. Like you were, you were like committed to her then? Yeah, yeah. It was just, we were just, it was... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There was like a lot going on, but there was also. But just... it wasn't a joke wedding, like when you. No, did... no, no. Because we, well, like again, it wasn't a planned thing either. It was, and we had only been together for a few months, so it was kind of like, well, we did it, but that like we weren't just gonna like, well, because we did that, just rush into like moving in together and stuff. Right, <laughs> like, right. Get right. married first, and then figure out if you like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it was... together. Yeah, and it still like, worked out. It was like it's seven or eight years ago now. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love Lindsay too. She's great. Yeah. Maybe that's the right order. Yeah, you Maybe. get married first. Well, actually, and before that, I had a kid with someone else when I was twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. You got to have a kid, and then meet someone else, marry them, <laughs> then figure out if you like them, then move in. So it, just do everything. Backwards. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's not right. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I I think about that all the time because I did everything in my life. I did everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was supposed to. Like what they tell you you're supposed to, right? So I do it all right, and I hated it. It was all awful. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, then I do like um, what I what is wrong, like mm-hmm. what's everyone thinks is stupid, or like they think you're crazy, or or whatever. And then I feel great. Yeah. You know, well, like I, it feels like it feels right. You yeah. know. But, like, all the stuff they tell me is right feels awful when I do <laughs> yeah. it. Well, like, me and my sister are, like, polar opposites. Like I said, she's, like, a year older than me, but she's done everything right. And right now she's at the, uh, like, she, she just got married a couple years ago. She bought a house with her husband. And, like, I think they're trying to have kids now, right? So, like, they're doing everything in order. Yeah, she, yeah. But she was always, like, went to school, like, always got good grades, didn't party, you know, got a job right after school. Then she met this guy. They dated for a long time. They got married. Like, so they're, yeah, yeah. she's just doing traditional. it. But, like, I feel bad for her, though, because, like, I'm younger than her, and I feel like I've lived 10 years more than she has because I've just done more. Yeah, I, was, I, think, but, I think about that all the time. I was just with – I just visited a person, and she's – I love her dearly, but she's very traditional, you know? Like, she's very conventional and, yeah. like, a normie. You know, yeah. and then, uh, Normies. and I just, uh, like, I, I, I want to like give her advice on how to expose the stuff that she thinks is right as being wrong, Yeah, but she's happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, it's like my sister too. Like she's totally fine with, with the way she's doing her life. So yeah, that's what that's, that's, they actually feel fulfilled <laughs> by that stuff. That, <laughs> like how broken we are. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are they happy? Why? <laughs> <laughs> With, yeah, I don't understand. Like I was at when I was uh, working at the bank, I would be the guy that was like, "Everyone hates this shit, right? Everyone hates this shit, right?" Yeah, so, some people fucking love it. Yeah, people like that. Yeah, there's guys that wake up early in the morning. They can't wait to get to work. Yeah, yeah. There's like women who like. 
get into their cubicle and they feel a sense of pride mm-hmm. because they have a li- their little picture of their cat up there and they have, <laughs> you know, like they have their own space. This is mine and I do a good, you know, oh yeah. God, I want to kill myself. You know, like the, the I, I said to a, I was at a guy's uh, retirement party. He's yeah. like 35 years with a company or whatever. I'm at his retirement party. And I'm, and I said to a guy that's uh, my coworker, I said, if, if, if we, if there's one of these things for me, you better buy me as my retirement gift of fucking shotgun to put in my mouth because this is the fucking <laughs> worst. This means I failed. If I'm still fucking here when you retire, when I'm supposed to retire, <laughs> yeah. that means I failed that I stayed. Like I didn't have the balls to leave this place, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was probably five years before I left. So the, the, the and I, I, I could have been 10 years before I left. I, it was the whole time I was there. I hated it that much. You yeah. Know? Oh man. I, I think we're just wired different. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. 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 Like I, I look back and like I'm 32 now. I spent most of my 20s like broke and like didn't have much, but just doing what I love doing, and I don't, I don't regret it at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I could have got a good job after school and just you know lived the life that my sister lived, and I'd probably own a house right now and whatever. But um, yeah, but look, I'm kind of glad I don't because the trade off would have been I wouldn't have done all these other things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, eh? Because like for me, it's opposite like i wish i would have started sooner like i wish i would have given this up (laughs) (laughs) but it's hard because like 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 it's like i like i don't think i don't need anything like i would give a none none of my like i only live in a nice house because my wife likes nice to live in a nice house right do you just call it a nice house (laughs) yeah it's an amazing house yeah it's really nice the shed is nicer than my apartment uh, yeah, like, this is what this this is what my my goal was to live in. You yeah. know, like family of four in a place like this, I could do that. That'd be nice. I don't have like this is beyond my wildest expectations. Right. Actually, and then so when we got moved in here, it fucked with my head because like uh, I'm like I don't I never expected this. Then what like what do I do now? You mm-hmm. know, like I'm gonna keep doing this. Just get more ridiculous shit you know <laughs> yeah because i don't it doesn't make me happy you know like it yeah it, it doesn't and then you did i wasn't spending a lot of time with the kids and you know like and my wife works a lot too so like you're there's a whole bunch of things you're like what are you doing all this shit for you know like what's it what's it all about you know and, and then i thought well i ain't doing it to make money like yeah. that's for sure because it's it's well maybe nice. you're doing it the right way though because it is probably kind of nice to like you know, you have a nice home, nice family. You've raised your kids. They're off to school now. Yeah, and now you can just like, now you can just live your life however you want for the rest of it. You know what I mean? Whereas like maybe I went a little too wild early on and now I've got to spend most of my adult life, uh, you know, yeah, getting those, at least getting to those things so that I can relax later, you know? Yeah. Like, like, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I think, I don't know if it's what's right. Cause like, I, I, I think, I think you're probably like it's it. My goal was that, like, I would say, like, at least I got my, I got a little bit of financial security so that I can take risks now. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have, I got most of my obligations taken care of when I was real young as far as family and stuff goes. Yeah. So now I can, I'm still young enough to go do a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. That's which cool. I still kind of feel like I am. But, uh, yeah, you know, my body is fucking falling apart. 
<laughs> that's the bad part you know gosh darn didn't take didn't hold up as good as i thought it was gonna that's the bad part if i was young like i didn't my life when i was young was like just work my ass off i didn't yeah. do anything but work you look like i can't remember i don't know how old if i know how old you are i think you're older than i think you are though i'm 48 yeah, see, I wouldn't. Yeah. We look really close in age. I'm 32. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But like, I mean, but it, well, also, and that's good for you. I mean, like, I look like <laughs> shit. <laughs> you look young and old at the same time, though. That's the thing. That's it's like a mix. It's a mystery, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, one of those uh, Pajeria boy, <laughs> but not uh, not. People have guessed like 35 ish since I was like 22 years old. Yeah, you'd be at the fair where they guess your wage or <laughs> your age or your weight, just yeah. killing it. Oh yeah, that go from fair to fair. Yeah, nobody would have a clue. Yeah, that's like I'm 75. Wait, let me take my hat off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think if you look at his resume too, you assume he's older. Well, yeah, that that was part of it too, right? Because I had a kid so young, and like when just stuff I was doing, so they're like, "Well, he's got to be." Well, how do you have the opportunity open for Tom Green? That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How? Yeah, like how do you even meet him? Uh, so I was just, I remember I was in like a cafe or something with Gavin Stevens, uh, in Hamilton and he pointed out to me, he was like, Hey Pat, look at uh, Tom Green tweeted, uh, that he was looking for a, a, a comedian that can also shoot and edit videos to go on the road with him to like open for him, but also like do some shit for his YouTube channel. Oh yeah. And Gavin knew I was, cause we were like making videos and stuff too. So I was like. I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, I, I knew who Tom Green was. Like, I loved him when I was in high school. I loved the show and his movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck, this is crazy. But, like, I'm like, he's not going to answer me. But, you know, whatever. It's Twitter. I never reached out to a celebrity before on Twitter, right? So I was yeah, like, yeah. I just replied. and like, hey, I do that stuff, whatever. And then I uh, just thought nothing was going to happen. And then pretty sure, like, within the hour, he had tweeted back and was like, um, uh, he I think he had like followed me so that he could DM me or I could DM him or something. And then uh, he asked for my phone number and then he called me like that night. And until that point, I didn't know if it was him or not, or just someone running his social media. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as I heard his voice and it was him uh, and then we chatted for a bit, he told me his idea that he wanted someone to like shoot stuff for his YouTube channel and do some comedy and this and that. And, uh, and yeah, so then he was just like, okay, well let's do like a test weekend in Vancouver in a few weeks. And and, uh, and we'll see what happens. So that was it. He, like, flew me out to Vancouver. We did a weekend of shows and filmed a bunch of stuff. And then I'm pretty sure I I think it was that trip or either, or the next one. But I, I was supposed to be gone for a weekend. I didn't come back for, like, two and a half months because he ended up bringing wow. me everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, you actually went, like, all over the world, right? Yeah. Because, well, then that two months turned into, like, five years of just wow. touring and working with him. And we did, like, TV shows and... Yeah, he brought me all over the place. Like you went to New Zealand. And- yeah, we, we did New Zealand Comedy Festival, uh, which was fucking crazy because that was like we check into the hotel and like th- that first day or two, like I, we were just seeing who else was in the hotel, and it was like the Wayans brothers, Wayne Brady, <laughs> um, wow. uh, and uh, we are saying our tour manager was the same. So this guy that was driving us around, it was me, Tom. And then this other comic who I didn't really know very well, but he had a following because we'd go to each other's shows and stuff, right? And this guy always had like these huge uh, group of fans wanting pictures with him after and stuff like that. And he was such like a nice guy and he was very, he seemed very smart and he could talk. He told us that he could speak like seven different languages because so that he could do his comedy all over the world. And he had worked with huge names like Russell Peters. He did stuff with like Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. And, um, 
So it was just like crazy. I, like, I had no idea who this guy was. And not, I guess most people in North America didn't at the time either. And then, uh, you know. Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Trevor Noah? Yeah. Was wow. it? That's who it was. Uh, he, good guess. So we spent like three weeks with Trevor Noah. Just like. And you don't even, yeah, it's not crazy. He, dude, nobody knew, like nobody at least like in North America, like mainstream knew who he was. And then yeah. it was like three years later, he gets The Daily Show. And it's yeah, like yeah. the biggest thing in the world. That's crazy about this thing, eh? About comedy? Yeah. Like you never really know like what could happen to somebody. Yeah. Well, I have another story like that uh, <laughs> with um, uh, Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah? I was at... Um, I met Ari Shafir on the Monsters tour, like when Jason Rouse invited me on. That was like the first thing I got to do when I started doing stand up. I was like a year in. And again, same thing. I got invited because of I could do video stuff. Uh. <laughs> so they wanted me to film the tour and stuff. And in exchange, I got to do like, uh, I got to open with five minutes or something because at the time I barely had five minutes. Uh, but it was just a crazy experience. We did like the whole West Coast of the United States all the way up into Canada. And Ari Shafir was one of the comics on the on the tour. Um, so we became friends. And then every time I went to L.A., he would let me crash at his place. And he would always have comics over. And <clears throat> one time there was like Big Jay Okerson and, and, and a handful of other comics. And one of them was Pete Davidson. But he was like 16 or 17 years old. Uh-huh. I remember he was talking. He was all excited because he was he got booked on Jimmy Kimmel or something. Uh-huh. Like he, This was like before SNL and all that stuff. Jesus, man. And then I didn't see him again until I think it was like the Justin Bieber roast. And ah. I see him on the thing. I'm like – how do I know this guy? <laughs> like, he was just so familiar. And I'm like, holy shit, that's the kid from Ari's house. Yeah, now he's dating and, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. yeah, now he's dating Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so weird. Isn't that weird, eh? And they're all and like and the and they're all very do you find this like I've met a few famous people in my life mm-hmm. and they're all very uh like uh uh what do you call it? how do you say it? Unspectacular. Like there's nothing <laughs> remarkable it's about normal them. people yeah, yeah yeah they're just so normal on like it's painfully normal like you almost want something more from them uh-huh. but it's just like what I, well, I don't know why you would but yeah they're normal like like ridiculously yeah. average yeah know? the hype is all in our heads eh the perception is perception's a weird thing right like we would just like people just look at things like everyone even the show this podcast like there are people who have this thing built up in their heads to be a really big deal. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like I don't know what they think. Like, there's some people that think I have a, a, a team working for me, <laughs> or that Kevin's actually an engineer. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Take that off. Well, that's resume. like our, our Friday. No, you are Kevin. You our are. Friday Sweet. at four twenty thing. It was just like a the small show once a week on the comedy station that is now not doesn't um we don't do it on there because bell like shook yeah, yeah. the station or whatever uh so we do it as like a little podcast now we, even when we go live on facebook we have like six people watching yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's not a big deal at all uh but i guess i didn't realize that like we had grown like a fan base i guess just like afterwards like people finding it on spotify or apple and stuff that, yeah that's great that's- so some people would start to show up to levity like just random people and said, oh, we heard about it on Friday at 420. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And then this one guy, do you know Johnny Renton? Yeah, yeah. The he, guy that he works there now? Oh, yeah, because he lives out here. Yeah, he lives like out here, yeah. Simcoe. He used to work with my cousin. He, um, 
he he found us through that show and but he was like a huge fan and like when he came down he showed up at the club with his buddy and he was just like starstruck of me and manolis and like <laughs> like couldn't believe we were talking to him and stuff and like that's so weird to me yeah, to have yeah. someone act like that yeah yeah <laughs> it yeah. is really crazy like uh i i sold i it happens rarely to me sometimes from the show <laughs> yeah and sometimes after a comedy show like because people have a warped sense of uh like they, I don't know if it's warp sense, but like they really uh, uh, respect uh, comedy or whatever, mm. you know. And then they put you on a pedestal. I was sure, like yeah. that too before I started doing it. Like I would, uh, I still am that way. Like for you, because you were a gatekeeper, because you run Levity, you know, and you and before that it was Yuck and stuff. And so to get like spots, you have to go through you, and you <laughs> open for Tom Green, and you like had a, like a bit of a resume. And I like uh, being new. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't want to screw anything up with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I get, no, I get nervous. Like I would get nervous and like be quiet and then like, stay, uh, like not know what to say. Yeah. Cause I didn't know. I think I'd say something stupid. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, so that I would just not say anything to you. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, as a result, you know, then, uh, I'm not, uh, developing a relationship yeah, you know what I mean. What you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like scared of everybody, but that's stupid that I was. Uh, but because you had that experience, I'm still that way with comedy. Anyone that's done it longer than me, I like. I like uh, you know, like I know my place, you know, because I'm like I have I have stuff to learn from them, and mm-hmm. I want to. Um, I know that even though I'm old, and I may have accomplished things in other parts of my life in comedy, I'm a baby, you know, like I'm. I still have to pay my dues. Yeah, yeah. That's what everyone would tell me. And I'm like, okay, I do it. But I'm getting to the point now where I'm, I got some of them paid. Yeah. Some feel paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have enough stories that were of horrible things I've done now where I'm like, uh, I, I can call myself a comedian now go. at least because I'm like, uh, no one who wasn't a comedian would do that shit. Yeah. Oh, I know. I think about it all the time. Like when you're like on the road with a bunch of comics and you're in the car and like some of the conversations you have, you're like, you couldn't have these conversations with anybody else. No. And the fact that they f- don't feel awful to you. Yeah. <laughs> that they actually, yeah, actually like the, bring the, you pleasure. The more like off bounds and offensive it is, the funnier it is to all of us. Oh, and, like yeah, it's yeah. not like we're bad people or whatever. It's just... It's just we get why it crazy shit is funny, right? Yeah, and like, that, like why it makes one like norm normie in in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where the fuck am I? What is happening? That's the worst part. Is like <laughs> when you're like at a dinner, and you and you don't you forget that you forget that there's normies because you've been hanging around with too many like of us. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like at a dinner with your wife, and like you you just oh, yeah. participate as though you're with uh, comics, yeah. and then it fucking. Uh, dies that at the table. To me early on, I was like hanging, out, just hanging out with comics forever. When I was like just started doing comedy, and then I got got in that like mode. So like yeah. I, I would be like at a family event, and just like say really inappropriate things to like my aunt, and I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, I know. <laughs> like, I just, just they give me a look. I'm like, oh right. I just did it. My aunt was visiting my mom, and I was over there. I think it was my mom's birthday, <laughs> and they started reminiscing about the past. They're old Hungarians, eh? And they were saying how they used to go down to the Hungarian hall and they did this dance. It was a, it was, a, and they have some Hungarian word. It's like a triosh lapos, you know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then they go and they, she's explaining the, 
she, how the dance worked, you had to get three people, and it was a girl and two guys. And I then she said it was called this trail schlape. I go, is that Hungarian for a train? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, as soon as I said it, I realized, like, ah, uh, you know, I shouldn't have made that joke to a woman in her seventies. You know, right. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't ha- like it just came out. It was a reflex at that point. Yeah, you know, exactly. That. Uh, paint a picture of my poor aunt having a train pulled on her <laughs> in front of her daughter <laughs> but you know yeah. that sort of stuff yeah my i have uh my kids are not normies uh but my wife is a normie and uh what makes your kids not normies what do you mean well they're like our artistic kind of kids you know yeah. like one's a musician one's a going to art school so okay. like they're both kind of like not the uh, traditional like yeah work in a cubicle yeah cat. yeah you'd, you'd see him my youngest daughter maybe could get away with that like <laughs> yeah. but my will start never never like it, you could see how it doesn't work like yeah. it won't work you know and uh, uh so I mean, i'm really hoping that she lives a like a tortured life <laughs> 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 you know that's but in a way kind of like that is like the the like you're like i'm happy for because you're gonna live this like you're going to accomplish all these great things. You're going to create yeah. stuff. You're going to, like, make. Security. But, like, your life's going to be tough, you know? Like, it's going to be tough, you know? Yeah. And Are you talking about, like, the, uh, the normie or the non? I'm, no, like, I'm talking, like, when you, for both of them, if they enter a world of, of the arts, you know? Right. Like, uh, uh, number one, like, just to come up to create something new all the time, you're, don't you find you're going to be a little bit tortured? Because, yeah. especially if you want to be good. Yeah, you, you're going to be self-critical, and it's going to sure. come with a cost, you know. Yeah. Whereas if you just kind of like are just filling a an order that the general public wants of you, you know, like you just like put in your time or doing your job, and then you go, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you're not like torturing yourself. You're just you just like yeah, easier uh, ways for them to make money. Yeah, it's an easy way to live if, and you can just like kind of like go for the ride you know mm-hmm. but when you're like a creator you're you're always um you know you're always in the space of like torture to come up with this great <laughs> yeah. stuff you know like you're well because we're more f- fulfilled by that than yeah. money like I, I was if, as long as i can pay my bills and like like now i have more money than i used to but i remember feeling before just like hey if my bills are getting paid and i'm enjoying what i'm doing and Cause like if I was making the same amount of money or less or or even more, but just like just fucking clocking in, like I had jobs like that and I couldn't stand it. That would last yeah. like three weeks at at like a I don't know how many times. There was like one call center in particular where I would work for like a month and then I'd quit and then I'd be back like a month later because I need money again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like I could not keep a job like that. That's crazy that those jobs exist. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. The- not just Patrick, but a lot of other comedians too. They get these jobs in call centers. Yeah, they would quit or even sometimes get, get fired. fired. I've been fired from this place too. And then when they wanted to work again, they would apply again, get the job back at the place that fired them. I kind of honestly, yeah. when he said I would go back, I'm like, they took you. That's oh yeah, dude. I don't know if they forgot they fired me too. Like I guess I quit a few times. Actually, like one of the the time that I went for Tom Green and I left for like two months. Yeah. I, I booked I booked like a, the Monday off work. <laughs> and I didn't come back for like two and a half months. I show, I swear to God, I showed up. I went in. They're like, oh, they're like, welcome back. You're going to work this week? I was like, yeah. They're like, okay. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't say what Monday I was coming back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the one thing like 
they seem to have embraced that there's such a shitty job yeah, that uh, they just, don't they really... go through so many people like it was just yeah. like there was like the like core people that i bet you are still there to this day oh. just like the lifers there oh. uh but then there's just a revolving door of people just constantly there was new people every day what was out of curiosity like what was training like for that uh like, not you have to go into detail but, we like, did we much? did it no it was like um uh it was like a charity we were cold calling people and it was to raise money for charity so it was oh. mostly just tricking old people into giving us their <laughs> credit card numbers <laughs> i was shocked that like because there was people that were like killing it doing like crazy sales but even like if, if, the quota you had to meet was like still i think it was like a few hundred bucks a day you had to sell uh which i which i would hit and i'm like i'm amazed that oh. like um people are doing that they're answering the phone complete strangers on the other line and you end up, the phone call ends with you giving them your credit card and you just donated $200 hmm. to something you didn't know existed 30 seconds ago. This is how they Isn't that insane? Work. That's how the it, scams it, work too, though, right? <laughs> like, that's obviously yeah. why they work. I don't understand, uh, I don't understand um, any of that stuff. Yeah. I, and, any, there's a lot of towns like this that we'd call. Like, <laughs> like small towns like this that yeah. have like a legion hall or something. Yeah, I would get calls like that all the time. Yeah. Like a fireman or policeman's... Uh, 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 circus or some fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, or... that's what it was. We were doing, it was like law enforcement things. It was yeah. always like either a magic show or like a circus or a mud run or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would get those calls, and it'd always <laughs> be like this: if this means me spending one one cent of my money, then you're wasting your time, lady. You know, and then uh, she just keeps going, and then I'll be like, you're just wasting your own time now. You know. So was there a script for you, or did yeah. you just ad lib? Yeah, there's a script, but then they let you kind of like you have like I think legally you have to say certain things. Oh, okay. Uh, but then after that, if you can like put your own spin on it or whatever, I think it'd be great if you're just telling jokes. Yeah, just... well, at one point <laughs> I got a bunch of my comic friends' jobs there, so like it was getting. I think we all got fired. <laughs> like it, it was it was not good for business for them. But um, no, no, that would be an awful move for anyone. Yeah, just try a joke. <laughs> yeah. try a joke, see if they laugh. This one's good. yeah. Well, you forget like they listen to the calls too, like oh, they, no. they record them. So yeah, but it was oh. like yeah, it's an okay job if you like if you want like a mundane, easy clock in. There's not much consequence if you don't show up or do your job kind of thing. <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah. They I guess the service. So it's kind of like that's the what. It's almost like that should be the. It should just be like uh, if you need money. <laughs> Just show up at Walmart or show up at yeah. McDonald's or whatever, and just, just like, stock some shelves. Just say you're there to do stuff. And yeah. Eventually, I think there's, it's going to be like that because everyone's going to not have enough people. So yeah. whoever shows up can just work wherever they want. I feel like yeah. I want to work for eight hours today. Just walk down to yeah. Canadian Tire and and there you coming back tomorrow? I'm like, no, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to somewhere else. Well, like yeah. there's, there's, um, Thinking what to do? Make burgers tomorrow to be truthful. Those temp yeah. jobs, right? Manolis used to do those all the time. Yeah, like yeah. Kelly Services. Uh, he would. I can't. Remember. He would go to like. Have you ever heard his McNabb grapes story? No. Oh God, it's it's so funny. I could I wouldn't be able to do it justice at all. But um, you'd have to ask him about it sometime. But um, <laughs> he used to go to this like grape factory and stuff, and like it would just be like. Um, he said he would show up and it would be him and like just like clearly like mostly like just guys there because it paid cash like that day. Oh, so yeah. he would see some guys like every time he went in and like other guys would just show up. They get enough money to buy two for and they leave. Like even if they, they would just work enough hours to get that much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, that's a two for uh, pay me. I'm out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. there's jobs like that that exist too. Wow. Guess, it's crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. We would always, uh, 
like I grew up on a farm, right? So you, we would we would always want to get offshore laborers, laborers because the local guys weren't reliable. Yeah. And uh, so they would say, no, you can't. You got to show a need, like a business need. And uh, so you'd have to go through manpower, which mm-hmm. was like unemployment or whatever. And they would send you like guys who were like chronic uh, system like abusers. Okay, right? yeah. And uh, so they would come work for you and they had, they wanted to quit like as soon as they got there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so sometimes they would say, "We I can't quit anymore because they say that, I, you know, I'm not giving it a, a good enough try. Mm-hmm. So if you could fire me, that would be better. <laughs> you know, and that, or, yeah, yeah, I so but, they could tell their yeah, and so we would have to go. We just keep having these guys in, having them quit or, or making them us fire them, and then <laughs> then eventually you would go through enough of them, and then you say, "Listen, this obviously you've we've proven our point. Can we get like Jamaicans or Mexicans or something like anyone but Canadians, because <laughs> yeah. like, they're just awful." Yeah. And then uh, they would give it to us. So that's how you have to do. And so you get to I got to meet as a kid. Uh, a lot of interesting fucking people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One time these two guys that were w- like one of those manpower guys, they uh, came for the one day to work for us. And then they, when they were leaving, they found like a crow in a pine tree. Okay. Like a baby crow. And the guy shimmied up the whole fucking tree. You figure like if you could do that, you could you do could, a job. You, you know? could host some tobacco <laughs> for a day. <laughs> yeah. But this guy went up the tree and got this baby crow. And he says, you could like slit their tongue or something and okay. then then they, they could teach them to speak like english yeah yeah you could teach a baby crow to speak english did yeah. he do it who knows man i never see that guy again he's scary <laughs> wait yeah. did he cut the crow's tongue though he took the baby crow with him he took it with him yeah oh man he what? sure did that's a good work day yeah the guy stole a crow out of a nest yes it's crazy, man. That's really happened. There used yeah. to be like a landscape. <laughs> I like how that's the crazy part. Not the fact that he went home, cut its tongue. Well, I don't know if he did all English. that stuff. He said that's what he was going to do. <laughs> he might have went home and ate it. I don't I know. know he he <laughs> I know. It's a, like there's got to be. Have you looked into that at all? The crow? No. Thing? I was just a kid, and that's a story he told me. He might have okay. just been eating it. Yeah, I don't know what he did. <laughs> how do you get a crow to stick his tongue out? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't yeah, know. Why would you have to cut its tongue in half to, for it to learn English? I don't know. Maybe because his tongue was too shitty the way it was normally made. There was one. That but talked. I know a crow will recognize your face if you give it. If you like feed a crow or something, it'll it'll start get bringing you gifts like little pieces oh, yeah? of shiny garbage and stuff like that. <laughs> like it'll recognize if you're mean to a crow, it'll like no, it'll remember you if it sees you again. Yeah. Yeah. Like they recognize oh. faces. They have something. Oh, I have heard that. Actually. Yeah, crows recognize faces. There was one in Waterford. By where we went to school, a landscaping place that talked. It said real the words? Crow? Yeah. What did it say? I don't know. I didn't talk to it. But <laughs> oh, really? It did, honestly. <laughs> there was a croc- talking crow. Did you have a problem with it? or like? No. You didn't like his politics? <laughs> I hated his politics. <laughs> I fucking hate crow's politics. Anyway. What's so racist about those crows and, Dun- and Dumbo? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember. The yeah, only crows I racist? remember the two from Warner Brothers. They used to eat the corn real fast. The Bugs Bunny cartoons. Heckle and Jekyll or Oh yeah, Heckle and Jekyll. Yeah, I remember them, but do they sound were they racist? I don't think so. I don't remember them being <laughs> racist. Because this is I think this the the crows in Dumbo are black crows, yeah. right? Because that's what color crows are. <laughs> and uh but they talk like old southern Oh like an old southern black guy. Yeah. 
And so I think it's seen as being racist because it's kind of like Al Jolson. like, you know, that old mammy or like, uh, hey, or maybe it's it. like, uh, like yeah, that old, like Amos and Andy, like, uh, guys, I don't know what you mean, massa, like that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff. But I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just kind of southerny. Like, it's not like meant to make them seem. And they're like, uh, there's nothing, no negative connotations to those crows. Yeah. Also, is Speedy Gonzalez well, racist? Is it, is it racist in the way that, like, um, like the guy that voiced Tapu in The Simpsons stopped? Uh, maybe. Like people got if it's a white guy. Or like the guy that did uh, Cleveland's voice, didn't he end up? Oh, is he? He's white too. He's yeah, he's a white guy, and he. Uh, <laughs> but I think he either like quit or they they gave his job to someone else. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, there used to be a thing when uh, when you're doing voiceover work, they would uh, <clears throat> reward you if you could do more accents. Like it was like a you would like more show your or more voices voices but they would want accents they would say okay. what nationalities can you do and they would put right. like jamaican indian you know like okay. yeah, now chinese that, now that japanese yeah now, now if you circle those like you're immediately fired <laughs> yeah they won't hire you yeah <laughs> but that used to be like a kind of a skill set you work on like well a, and you think like voice acting that like that's what that is. If you can do a, an accent or yeah. even sound like a different nationality or something, then why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like if uh, if I can do a Tracy Morgan impression, yeah. Can I do a Tracy Morgan impression? Because I don't know. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Like if uh, let me think of another. Like uh, where's a black guy doing a white guy impression? There's Dave be. Chappelle. No, he does a generic <laughs> white guy where he make. But like a like a like a specific white guy, you know, like if uh, if like uh, Jay Farrow did Trump, for example, yeah. or something like that, you know, then right. you'd that that would be fine. I mean, I'm not offended by that. You yeah, know? like I don't think anyone's really offended by anything, you know. Yeah, well, it's just like uh, did you, Brian Cranston. What was that? The movie The Upside that he did with Kevin Hart. And uh, Brian oh, Cranston's character is a quadriplegic, yeah. and people were getting mad because there's quadriplegic actors. <laughs> like that Bill Burr. <laughs> like, why, why is he playing? Yeah. Why are you pretending their legs don't work when there's other actors? Because they're not it's as insane. good as Brian Cranston. I saw a guy get murdered in a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bill Burr's thing. And then he was in a different movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's real murder people out there. Yeah. yeah. You think you should murder somebody for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no end to it. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand. I thought acting was the whole thing, you know, like, uh, like, if, like you used to get an Oscar if you played a, a reti- or a, a handicapped, <laughs> mentally handicapped person or a homosexual. Yeah. You're guaranteed an Oscar nomination at least. Yeah. For either one of those. Well, now at, canceled. Like in Tropic Thunder, actually, they hit up multiple things because you had Robert Downey Jr. playing a black person. Yeah. In black face. Fly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that whole spiel about, um, Ben Stiller's character, he's like, you never go full retard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you went full retard. That's why you didn't win yeah, an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And then that, but that movie's uh, still, uh, even though it, like, even those things in, uh, mentioned, yeah. it's still fucking hilarious. I know. And it still holds up, you know? That's what I mean. Last week I felt guilty because on the show I said dolphins were like retarded whales. <laughs> and then I had to like right away say, oh, whatever, the word that doesn't make people angry. <laughs> and then uh, then I'm like, what are you going to do? Like take away my birthday? Like I don't have – I canceled myself in life. Like I had things going for me. I ruined them on purpose. Yeah. You can't <laughs> – 
take it any more away from yeah. me. Like I already like uh, did it to myself. Well, have you heard Louis' <laughs> bit about uh, about <laughs> retard or retarded? What? Just about how uh, he's like that's uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's just something about how like like they're not a they're not bothered by it, but also yeah. he's like he's like that's what we've been. Uh, calling them for for decades he's yeah. like we can't just change that now and be like oh you you're not a retard anymore they're like oh did you come up with a cure and he goes oh no 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 he's yeah. like we didn't find a cure we ain't even working on it <laughs> we, we just don't call you that anymore <laughs> yeah yeah what a yeah it's funny man <laughs> also uh midget uh technically a midget is a real thing you know and and i agree that you shouldn't call dwarfs that because they're dwarfs but a midget do midget and dwarfs are different yeah they're different and what little people uh little people's just one of those made-up words it doesn't mean anything uh a dwarf is a dwarf you know it has a you know like a, a stumpy little arms and a big egg head right and uh, a midget is proportionally correct in every way. It's just a small little person, you know. Like okay. it's, but it's but they have. What a, about jockeys? Where do they fit in? They're more like um, midgets because they're proportionally yeah. correct, right? Whereas, like, uh, they seem like little people. <laughs> like well, jockey. Yeah, like I think a little p- person is more of a description for uh, a midget than it is a dwarf. And most of the little people you see are actual dwarves. You should be able to call them dwarf because that's what they are. That's a condition, but that's like uh, retarded, which used to be a condition, but now it's offensive, you know. And that, but like uh, a midget, they cured it because it was a pituitary gland issue, and then they just like giganticism, you know, like under oh, the giant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can just fix that now. So your bones don't keep growing until you die. But same thing with the uh, the little people; they can uh, fix it so that they they do grow. Oh, and so wow. now there's no more midgets anymore. But if you watch really old movies, mm-hmm. like there was this really old movie I think from like the late '40s called Freak Show. Okay. Oh my god, it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life because I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like uh, Freak Show stuff, like it's fascinating to me. Like there's this guy; he honestly was just like. Uh, feet in a head or something like i don't what? even he, like just like a, a <laughs> he just was like scurrying around he's just like a head you know like with two feet no arms or anything no arms and he could light wow. a cigarette he he with rolled his, his own cigarette he rolled the cigarette first no with his mouth and and and, and then and then he uh licks it and he puts it on the thing and then he like picks up the picks up the match with his mouth and then strikes the match on the counter just all with his head and then lights a cigarette that's like draped over the counter, and then he like picks it up off the counter and starts puffing at it. That's ingenuity, man. That's oh, that. Jesus! Think, I never seen anything like it. Sees him smoking. They're about to tell him smoking's not good for him. They're like, "Hey, did you?" Nah, never mind. <laughs> that you could really. S- <laughs> yeah. You know, smoking stunt. Uh... <laughs> it looks like he. It's too late. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was like the like this movie because it was so old. There's like there was a whole bunch of freaks in it that they fixed with science and medicine. Okay. Like so you can't see them anymore. Like you know Beetlejuice from Howard Stern show. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of them. Well, wasn't that isn't that like the lithidomide or whatever? Is it? I thought it was something to Zika was, caused that too. I thought there was a like a medicine for um Is that like philidomide? Fl- <sighs> babies? Uh, yeah, like that. It was yeah. like the the medicine for to help cure morning sickness. And a bunch of so a bunch of um, pregnant women 
took right. it, and then like all the kids were born with like long, long limbs and yeah, missing fingers. Yeah, there stuff. was a guy that came to speak in my work, and he had no arms. Yeah, and uh, and he was one of those. Mm-hmm. It was from that, and he had no arms ever. He wasn't born with arms, so he he was just super flexible with his feet. He could like brush his teeth with his feet, and he drove a car with his feet, and he did all this shit with his feet, right? Okay, and. Uh, but he like he never had arms, so like his yeah, legs like do everything with his feet. Yeah, his legs would bend like and move like uh, our legs would never do. You know, crazy. it was crazy, man. It was really cool, but also freak showish. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what, there's a fine line between inspiration and like it's you're funny, gawking like, at him. You know, Stern used to really expose that too, right? Yeah, like like with Beetlejuice, and then there mm. was. Um, Gary the Conqueror, but yeah, yeah, and they had Wendy the adult, slow adult, <laughs> slow adult. Yeah. and uh, they had, yeah, they had uh, the Bigfoot, Bigfoot. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Beetlejuice still alive? Yeah, I think is he? Yeah. I'll check. He, yeah. he was he was actually really funny. Yeah, I liked him yeah. a lot too. Beetlejuice. Yeah. I can't what believe is the answer to if the answer is four when you add two plus two. Yes or no? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great guest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is, uh, that is, they, they, he was really gross. He was shit his pants a lot. I remember, uh, um, <laughs> he did. Yeah. Someone would have to be handle Like he had a handler or whatever. And I was like, I always think that's the worst job ever. You have to follow that guy around. <laughs> Clean his, his pants. pants. It's He's... not like your kid or your parent or anything. <laughs> it's, it's a like, grown man. It's a grown man. Stranger. You got to do that for It's like, fuck no. He's still alive. He is. Yeah. Well, how old is he? He's born in 68. Really? Okay. He's older than me. He's like 53-ish. Yeah. Why was, can you look, oh, I'm going to see if I can look it up on this. Um, if I look up uh, that freak show movie, maybe I can find that guy with the. Is, <laughs> it, was it a movie or a show, you said? It was a movie. <laughs> it was a motion, major motion picture. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's an actor, but he's a real, real person, like. Uh yeah, it was it was all just like circus freaks that were just did the movie. Uh movie. <laughs> no, this is way too I'm gonna say it has to, it's also show, old. Freak show old film. There you go. Nineteen thirty two. Oh wow. good. And they got pictures. So I'll be able to show you this guy. Um freak show. So there's one guy maybe I want to see the guy with no. Feet. There he is. You thought I was look at what? See, he's just like a head, and it's like a, he's like a fucking hot dog or something, right? <laughs> no arms or no that. legs or nothing, just like a hot dog in a sweater. And they, I thought that was yarn beside him. <laughs> and then he'd light his own cigarette. See, that's just like a. I swear to God, man, I never seen anything like that, and. uh I really did think that was yarn. That's his body. That's his body, he man. Looks, he looks um, like at least middle aged. So that's pretty impressive. See, isn't that like and that's like a white Beetlejuice? Yeah. See. Oh, okay. Yep. And then uh, this guy. Uh, f- oh, it's just called Freaks. It's just called Freaks. I, I think that would be a normal title for today. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was awesome. So here in this picture. You can see the bearded lady. Yeah, I wish I could show you the like. A, they don't. 
There was a little, there was an actual midget in that movie. Cause you could see he was like proportionally correct in every way, mm. but I, c- I can't find a picture of him here. Wow. Like this little guy. That's kind of what they look like. Like those little rascals ones. <laughs> like see how that guy, he just looks like a little man, like a baby. Like Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't come in your coffee. Uh, <laughs> I know I have a like a weird obsession with little people, and uh, it's not right, but I can't help it. it. I had it when I was little there, and uh, and I don't know, it was Wizard of Oz or wrestling or something that got me <laughs> crazy about it. We used to have one and, in our school too. Yeah. yeah, when I was in kindergarten, there was a girl in grade eight that was a little person. Are you like sexually attracted to them? You mean? No, no, just like super fascinated. Like okay. I can't, like I, I can't avert my stare. I, I just am get, and I get excited. Like when I, when, when I, I spot one at the store or something. Like I get visually like, woo, lucky day, you know. Like this is gonna be a good day. And then, uh, and I know that's wrong, you know. But it's something in me that just uh, brings me there to that uh, joy. Remember that girl that was a little person that ran the coat room at Marcos and Simcoe? Yeah. And then uh, she would take your cover charge. Yep. And uh, she was always grumpy. I'd be very angry if you pointed that out to her. What? That, that, that she, she was, was, she was, was little? Little. She uh, stood on a milk crate and took your thing and then... Uh, what do you mean? People would point it out? Like, hey, you're I small. Know. I imagine there's I've drunk seen, people. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, drunk? It was like a bar? It was a bar, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Idiots, yeah. You know, like, so I imagine she does put up something, but she, was, she wasn't very pleasant. You know, like, she wasn't making it easy for herself. No. But I heard they found her in the coat room there. Oh, yeah? What? She died. Yeah. In the coat room? That's a legend. I don't know if it's true. Does that place exist still? No, they tore it right down to the ground, and then they're building up something else there now, like, really? uh, I think, low-income housing or something. Oh. It was low-income housing upstairs, I thought. Yeah, but it was full of asbestos and crabs okay. from all the <laughs> oh, all the hookers or the uh, sorry the dancers, the ballet dancers. <laughs> <laughs> they had this game. They had this game called. They had a strip club in the basement of that place called uh, Gatsby's. Gash. And uh, there what was, town was this? Simcoe. Okay. And uh, when I was growing up, there's uh, at one point in time, I think there was up to three strip clubs in Simcoe, which is unnecessary. <laughs> Seems like a lot. Malibu? Yeah. And now there's none. Yeah, Malibu, the Gatsby's, and I think you could get, they had strippers at the Phoenix Club at one point. I, was thinking, I thought the Melbourne might have had them down there too. Well, oh, maybe the Melbourne too. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true too, but I don't know. Mm. But there was a time where there's lots of strippers, and so now there's none. But the Gatsby's, I remember they had this Daytona USA game, and uh when I, when Jane would, my wife would visit me when I went to university, we'd play this Daytona USA game at the one bar I went to a lot. And I said, Hey, I know they got one in Simcoe. It's at the strip club, you know, uh, you want to go play it in there? And she's like, all right, I'll go in, you know, like whatever. And, uh, she's like, uh, she had never been in a strip club before or whatever. And, uh, she knew I had. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we would go in there and we started to play the game and I'm like, just don't look at the stage. Like, <laughs> just like go in there, we'll play the game, we'll leave, you know. And uh, she said she couldn't help herself. She looked at the stage, <laughs> and there is a woman up there on stage. And she go, and her way of describing it is really funny because, <laughs> like, uh, I know what that place is all about. But to hear her describe <laughs> yeah. her perception of it, she's like, it, it wasn't like a, 
it wasn't like a good looking woman at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a, someone's mom. The C section scar. She honestly had a C section oh, really? scar. Like, not <laughs> even kidding. A, oh. She had a gut and a C section scar on the gut. Like and a gun. There was nothing, attr- like, there was nothing attractive about the woman at all, you know? And I'm like, see, you had no reason to be, uh, like, upset with me for going to strip clubs. Like, we're going to play pool. And the. It's for the spectacle of what you're going to see. Like, yeah. you're going to see, like, a train wreck, you know? You're going to see, like, you're going to see something that's noteworthy that you can talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, one time my friend was uh, a real quiet guy, but that night, it just his timing was perfect. He was playing pool, mm-hmm. and there was this girl on stage, and she was doing her third dance, you know? Third dance is the all, everything, everything comes everything off. Everything comes off. <laughs> and uh, hey. she was rolling around on her blanket, and uh, the music just... <laughs> Just cuts out, and you can hear my friend as the music cuts out. He he goes, somebody tell that girl to tuck her asshole back in, and then and, and the whole place hears it. Eh? Oh man! Did they start laughing. Oh, the bar was all laughing. Yeah, the whole bar was laughing. The girl was just picking up her blanket and scurrying off. Why'd you have a blanket? Yeah, for third song, you lie on the on the ground and oh. uh, show your pussy. <laughs> so uh, it's gross if you they, don't. if you just <laughs> yeah, wanna... <laughs> the, the same thing happens at other clubs, but they don't bring their own blanket. They don't bring their own blanket. Not that I've, I've no, seen. I always that. think a third song is you light on the tiger blanket. <laughs> yeah, a nice tiger or, blanket or a wolf, maybe a wolf, and then you roll around on that because otherwise you're just snail trailing. Yeah. Also, a sign of a classy girl is when she goes up. Before the first song really gets going mm-hmm. and washes the pole first, you know, yeah. before she even touches that thing. That's a well, woman of class, that, yeah. you know, the, the girls uh, that don't care and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, snail climbing up that thing. Yeah. Tyler uh, told us when years ago he was doing, <laughs> he was doing shows at like a rec center around here. Oh, yeah. I don't know exactly where it was. Oh, oh probably the Blue Line Room in Norwich. Oh, yeah. maybe Norwich. That's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we didn't end up going, but I remember he told us about a strip club that was like Nikki's Roadhouse. Is oh, that like in the middle exactly. of like a cornfield or something? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll pass by that tonight. Oh, on my way home. see, I never, we never ended up going, but I have this image of it in my head, and I, I really want to see. Because I, I don't particularly like going to strip clubs, but yeah, that one, I'm yeah. like, I need to see this. Tell me what you think it is. I pi- okay, in my head, it's it looks nicer than it probably is. It's <laughs> I, not. I picture like tiki lamps. Because it's like you go through this cornfield, and then and then it's like this nice lit, like almost like a like a treehouse strip club. I would nah. I would change that image in your mind to perhaps an old Esso station. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe a mechanics garage. Yeah, that got converted with a real live wood stove in the back. Okay, yeah. It used they to be made, a, so they serve, so they it used to be like Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse. Yeah, right. Like uh, that that was what it was and. And when I was uh, in high school, we would go there just to get chicken wings, and it was just a roadhouse. It wasn't uh, a strip club. It wasn't a strip club then, and then, but now, it, <laughs> and now I don't know if it's a strip club either. I think it might be a whorehouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. You will wipe your feet on your way out the door. <laughs> I, re- I don't know why. T- I remember him saying how awesome it was, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just like it was uh, the only. Maybe they stayed open past two or something. I it's can't. wild. Yeah, I would say it's wild. It's kind of an anything goes place. Anyway. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you go there and it's super fun. Like mm-hmm. it is super fun sometimes. I don't know. It depends on the mix. 
But sometimes you go there and it would be very scary. Oh, yeah. And then uh, there's no question. Yeah. I yeah. would think that the chicken fryer got replaced by a hot dog roller. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was always my dream was uh, was to take one. Like at Gatsby's, they had one of those hot dog rollers. And I was like, who would buy a hot dog on a roller thing at yeah. a strip club, you know, to eat that? Week. But I thought it would be a really fun thing to like go buy and use as a tip. You know oh, how people like lie. A hot dog? Yeah, you know how people lie on the stage with like a toonie in their mouth <laughs> or whatever. Like you put mouth. a hot dog in your mouth. Yeah, I would think that would always was a joke that I think would <laughs> yeah. be funny, but I I never had the courage to try it. <laughs> my brother said he would. Um, he he used to. Uh, my brother, uh, my brother lived a life. <laughs> okay. I didn't live one, but my brother did. Yeah, and he said he used to he used to live with a guy who dated a stripper. Yeah, and uh, they would go to strip clubs a lot, and uh, he would say he would um, like go get um, money from them. Like he would like take their like he would like he would know them right. So he would like get a fifty dollar bill from them. Yeah. Then he would go up on stage when they're up there, and then put the fifty in his mouth, and then they would like give him a real show. Yeah. And then he would like get up after that and then yell at the other people and he'd be like they're not they're not slot machines fellas you gotta pay them or something like that you know he would be like that <laughs> yeah yeah and it was all just like like yeah, to win them so favors so they get sure. more tips you know that's that's funny so he was kind of like their mark or whatever that he would just <laughs> yeah yeah they the, would think everyone else would think he's just some random just guy. some random yeah. guy paying money and that's funny yeah but he was just taking their money he also tells a great story I wish I could tell you on it. <laughs> it's illegal? <laughs> well, I don't know if his wife's going to be happy about oh, it. It's all before they were married, but it's still a hilarious yeah. story. But I'll tell you after. Okay. It's super funny. <laughs> Anyways, we got to do one thing yep. quickly. It's a segment. Uh, Kevin, are you ready? Yep. It's a segment that we call uh, Feedback. We got feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. Oh, our uh, our program this week is uh, brought to you, as always, by our friends at Amazon. If you go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com, you click on our Amazon banner, you do your shopping, you know what? We get some money. The ball guy gets less. And then, uh, you know, he's got less money to build dick ro- ro- rockets or whatever he's building. We get to, like... We'll build uh, our own dick rocket. I wish I knew that earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, now you do. And then... Uh, Patreon. Join our one Patreon uh, supporter, <laughs> our Queen Jen Husko. Yep. Uh, and you can, too, be a part of the Dutch Hall Royal Family. Just go to uh, patreon.com slash Dutch Hall and give us a, a help there. There's also um, commercial options for businesses and whatever. If you guys want to support me in any way, I'll work out something for you. Just let me know. Life in the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. And I want to let you know, this is for the audience out there. I have been getting quite a bit of messages on Facebook, Instagram, and all that shit. And you're telling me the same thing. You guys have latched on to our goal to, re- to uh, reunite the nocturnal emissions. And you have, and I am getting the message loud and clear from everyone that, yes, you prefer this program with the Live. band. <laughs> and you want me to get the band back together. But... Uh, 
they all have lives, man. They, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's Wes Hagen's. I, I attempted to bring him in for today's show because he's my favorite. You know that whiskey Wes is my favorite and, uh, he was scheduled to come in today, but he had to cancel last minute, but I'm attempting to bring them in. It is the goal, but it is not going to be easy. So you got to give me some time and, uh, until that, leave me alone. Just enjoy the product as it is, or don't. But just leave me alone. I said I'm going to do it, so I'm going to do it. All right? I'm not even going to mention the people who say it. I appreciate it. Name one of them. Name one of them? <laughs> I can name. I, I feel bad about naming them, but should I? Why? Yeah, Why would I do because it? Because then, then, then it'll put the rest of them like, oh, my God, he might say my name. I better not say it. Well, was I no, one? I appreciate the advice. Was I one of them? Well, you you think it though. Yeah, I think it. Everyone thinks it. We all know it. We need them back. I know, but How it's many, hard. One of them, one of them, one of them's sick himself. One of them's got babies that he doesn't want me to give COVID to. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one of them is uh, one of them's wife was sick, and then you know, there's a whole bunch of life yeah. stuff that happened, and then with quarantine and stuff and it just got a little we just got away from it so i mean i think if things go back to normal people we might trickle in that and otherwise we're building a band and kevin's learned how to play lady of spain yep right i'll play it every week what was you were you playing earlier uh skaters waltz skaters waltz see this guy's get working on some chops over here we're gonna get that organ rocking in no time Mm -hmm. so the band's we're getting it together and i gave you badunka funk the other week so you should be happy about that still stuck in my head but I do appreciate everyone's feedback. And uh, does that happen every time someone says feedback? Give it to him. <laughs> I need permission. Yeah, there. Barely, like he like wanted to, but he's looking at you. Yeah, yeah. That's I it. barely get Trade it right when I'm supposed to. Because sometimes if he does it to a person, I feel doesn't I don't respect, and they don't have the they shouldn't have the, power. Oh, the authority to do that. Oh, yeah. I see. It should only be people that like deserve it. <laughs> I like how he's done it once. You're like, don't ever do that again. Don't do that for him. He doesn't. Do it. It's probably Joe or something. He <laughs> yeah. abused his power. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, fuck Joe, you can't just uh, like, don't do it for Joe. Hey, I don't I, think I ever would. <laughs> did him and uh, Dan Brennan? Yeah. The, the, what happened with that? Um, Are I'll they tell you. Fighting to the death soon. Dan Brennan was supposed to come in on Tuesday. Yeah. And then he said, "Oh, I thought uh, he meant tonight." <laughs> and then I go, no, you're not allowed to come because I like Patrick better than you. And that's <laughs> So he's coming next uh, week. But uh, Dan, this is how it worked, okay? Yep. Me and Joe had an organic, natural conversation where we were trashing Dan. <laughs> and uh, But that's normal. And everything we said, we'd say to his face. Right. You know, like it was just us making fun of Dan for mostly being unfuckable, I think, is where, where <laughs> Joe went with it. Yeah. 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 And then Dan had time to prepare his response, right? And then he did prepare his response, and it was, and it was, uh, it was mostly going after Joe's act and ability as a comic. <laughs> and then, uh, um, but there was some. I think it was clear that Dan's feelings were hurt from the first one, right? And then, uh, so then I was like, as the guy who thought of this as a wrestling bit. That was going to just be for the entertainment of people, and it wasn't like (laughs) personal. Yeah, and then I was like, I think I'm making two of my buddies like actually hate each other for real, you know? 
And then I, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. So I felt bad right away. And then I kind of like took the heat off of it. And then Dan wanted to come back in. And I thought, well, I'll get it going again when he comes in, seeing if I can like <laughs> at least go through that drama part of it. That yeah, I like, yeah. you know, like, why did you like, uh, do you guys really hate each other or whatever? And then, uh, so he says he'll talk about it on my show, but in real life, he doesn't want to have anything to do with the guy or whatever. Okay. And then, or talk about it at all. And I go, so I don't know. I feel kind of bad. I don't want to be real butthurt about it. Yeah. And there was, uh, we weren't really like, we were just saying Dan was like gross to look at. (laughs) (laughs) You're just saying what everybody's thinking. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, has... Have you ever seen Dan, Dan with a girl? Have you seen Dan with a girl? I have not, but apparently he has two children. Yeah, so he's done it before. So he's had sex at least twice. Yeah, I just can't mm. picture him doing it. <laughs> I know. I try to all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Hey, you work with Dan. Yeah, he works for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I like Dan. I like Dan a lot. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Dan's always been good to me. Joe, too. Joe's always been good to me. He, he's been always been a good friend and i can't complain about either of those guys have been very supportive of my show and that's why i didn't want to see any real things happen to him yeah well i feel like joe uh i can see like maybe if dan's a little sensitive but i I don't think joe i don't think there's much you could say to joe that'll actually offend him no joe's not mad yeah like he used to like he hits on everybody's wives right like he hits on Lindsay all the time yeah and i had to tell him like i'm like joe i figured out because then i ran into him and his family at at the food court at a mall yeah and i'm like ah there it is because i never met his family before i'm like now i know why you're so confident hitting on everybody else's wife i'm like because you know nobody wants to fuck yours (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is uh, part three of the dressing wars coming up here yeah Yeah, this is great the first time i ever heard what a comic uh make a joke like in that like that to Joe. <laughs> I'd never heard anybody do anything like that before. And yeah. uh man did I laugh hard. Like I <laughs> I never saw it coming, you know. <laughs> man. But yeah, like um I never met his wife before. <laughs> I've never met his wife. You're lucky. No. I know, I, I've never met his wife. <laughs> she's hey, she's gotta be a saint because she's still with him. I know, I know. I know, that's the thing. And uh, <laughs> She's got to be. She's got to. There's got to be something. There. Anyways, yeah, he hits on my wife all the time too. Yeah. He's like, uh, like unrelenting. Mm-hmm. And my wife seems to enjoy it. <laughs> you know, yeah. actually, my wife laughs at his jokes. I've seen her laugh at his act, like at his actual. Like that's what I really hurts me. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she laughs. At, yeah, you're like, go ahead, fuck him. Just please don't laugh at his jokes. Yeah, I understand when he's like making you feel pretty. That's okay. But like when he's trying to make you laugh with the ass eating stuff, like that is, uh, why are you laughing out loud at that? You're encouraging bad behavior at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to stop. That's so funny. Yeah, my what? Yeah, <laughs> it's that. Some of those, t- some things that you know, some those are the things that really bug me. I think. I see women laugh at his stuff more than men do. I think because it's like so outrageous that they don't. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just a type of girl. I don't know. Joe's yeah. a mystery to me. That's why I think he is my friend because yeah. I cannot get my head around him. He did a guest spot at Levity like a few months ago. I, I cannot remember. I want to say, I think it was like Glenn Foster or somebody was the headliner. <laughs> so like it was like, you know, not Joe's crowd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and there was like there was like a group full of um i think they were all nurses or something like the whole like two front rows there was like 14 of them they're all which are the nurses. best laughter laughers yeah and they yeah. were great like they were like i think I, I was hosting that night and like they were they were fun they were like having you know you just had to know how to read them i guess and then joe goes up he only had to do five minutes and just like it was like the ass eating stuff and pissing in their wine or something, it just as soon as he could tell they weren't into it, he just dug even further. Yeah, and yeah. then he just was like, he's like, all right, well, you guys don't like me, goodbye. I honestly, <laughs> and he want... left him like it's amazing. Does he? Did he expect something different? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if it's a Andy Coffin thing, like where he's going for the negative reaction. Sometimes, like he just knows this isn't going to be his crowd, so he goes the other way to try to get the, yeah. the bad reaction or if he just is, doesn't know that it's going to yeah. go badly i well, don't the worst part was there was one lady that was there that came up to him after and told him how great he was oh. and he fucking loved he used rubbed that in our faces like for the rest of the night did you see like that she yeah, yeah. loved it i yeah, bet yeah. you all her friends just dared her to do it <laughs> who knows yeah and yeah. i mean like watching him like it was just as maybe just for comics, but it was just as entertaining watching. Oh yeah, that not go well. Oh yeah, so <laughs> as great, it would yeah. have been if it had gone well, you know. Oh, I I, I agree, hundred percent. I love going to watch. I love going to watch Joe for that reason because it could yeah. go either way, you know. Yeah. And he a, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, but man, I always hope it goes bad because when it goes well, you have to hear about it forever. <laughs> you know, end of the tours he's booking. Yeah, yeah, man. Like he tells you about every good set he's ever had, and it makes you know that he's had a good one. It's like, dude, like you're not supposed to be that impressed by your good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, he's funny. We I, we always say that he's like one of the funniest comics off stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most is always so funny on stage. Yeah, yeah. It is funny. I just tell him like, when next time you do something funny, like just remember it. Just remember it. Yeah, like you, he could literally just be like, like in the lobby at, at Levity, and just like he's, you know, he's got a circle of comics around him, and he's making everybody laugh, and he's got all this energy, and yeah. then like, oh, Joe, you're up. Okay, and he just switches to like the grossest shit he can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think he's. It's one of those things you can't teach a guy who's not funny to be funny, you know? Like, you can't. So he is funny, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean. I th it's just like, I don't know. You uh, Like, when you, if, when you give advice and the answer back is, like, I'm the realist, you know? <laughs> I'm the realist. And uh, this is what I do. I do it because other people don't have the balls to be doing what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> that is what he says. I'm like, fuck. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> or get better, you know? Like, people can't handle me yet. Yeah, they can't handle the, how edgy. <laughs> fuck off, man. Like, I, but and then, <laughs> I don't want to hurt his feelings. But that's the truth, though. You that, can't, that, though. I don't think you it's can't. possible to hurt Joe's feelings. And it's, a, and, it, and, and I'm not saying, if, if I didn't, if we didn't think he was funny, yeah. Like if we thought he was just like a disaster, yeah, we wouldn't even. Talk we wouldn't about even him. talk about him, you know. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Chris Adderanti once. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, poor Chris. Love you, Chris. I think he's watching. <laughs> uh, that's what's so fun, man. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the ball busting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to know that you can go at a person's like. Uh, 
his uh, child, his mother, his wife, <laughs> everything he holds dear in life. You know? <laughs> and you'll have a pint together. Yeah. It's hilarious. And you just watch. You just. I have one friend that's not a comic. He. I don't know what he is, but uh, he's the funniest, one of the funniest people I know, but he's not a comic. Yeah. And he has the same thing. He does the same thing, like where he, uh, um, like he can appreciate, like we make fun of, he's one of those, he's like the David Tell joke where he says, do you ever have, does anyone ever have a friend who you've made fun of so much you just want to thank him for all the good times? You <laughs> <have?"> <laughs> you <know? laughs> That's like my friend, Adrian. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> And uh, he's so funny that, like, when we're all hacking on him, like, we'll be, um, like, just re- relentlessly hacking on him. And then he'll he'll appreciate the good joke. So, like, if the joke's good and even if it's really mean and t- towards him, like, he will laugh and enjoy it. <laughs> right. And then eventually if we do, like, a string, like, of jokes, like, let's just say we're doing a string of jokes about him being, like, a pig, you know? <laughs> And then, uh, Harry, yeah, he would eventually like hear so many of them and then yeah. start to enjoy it and then forget that they're about him. <laughs> He'll start adding on and to then it. And he's like tagging the jokes about himself where he's like, he's just like making jokes about how much of a piggy is. That's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And he's like, I don't want you guys to have all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get some in there. Yeah, There's stuff yeah. you don't know about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just the best about it because he just appreciates the jokes so sure, much, yeah. you know. And I think as a comics, we do we kind of like do it to our friends because, um, like it helps us, yeah. you know. Like if my buddies are like hacking on me and they're like witty comics, you know, hopefully good at coming <laughs> coming back, yeah. And I'm hitting them with stuff and they're hitting me back. That should make me tougher with hecklers and with you know with yeah. crowd work and stuff like that. And it's just like you said, like it's it's. 100 percent an endearing thing like it's yeah you don't do it to people you don't care about or don't yeah like you know what i mean yeah you do it to people otherwise that you it's love. Just, you're being an asshole but oh. um but, but there's been comics who don't understand that like um that that don't do stand-up anymore i think that's part of it was like they just couldn't handle the ball busting yeah yeah like there's a few i won't name them but there were some people around like when i started they were around for the first few years and then like they literally had to tell us like i cannot <laughs> <laughs> like you guys are driving me fucking nuts. I can't. Or they just like they they would just snap on us because like they think we're being mean to them. It's like oh, I didn't. I could never looked at it that way. I was just like, yeah, we just bust your balls all the time because we love you. You know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's not even. Can't. Yeah, some people don't get it. They're too sensitive. I'm really sensitive in real life. Yeah. Like like about like when but like about jokes or like like if you're making a joke about me, I'm not gonna get sensitive. But if right. you just say something. And let me use my own <laughs> internal narrative to read into it to put my own oh, yeah. crazy into it. I'm like that too. Like that if I'm you sensitive. were like, "Hey, so and so said this about you," that would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah, for but days. but if I was just like making fun of you, like for <laughs> like looking yeah. old or something like that, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. right? like if you just right now just went on a list, like because you're old, <laughs> you're bald. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we actually did right before the show with uh, Moses and Joe the last time they were in. And uh, it's like, we're like, why did Dan make fun of your act when he could have made fun of the fact that you're fat? The fact that you have a. And then uh, Joe kept trying to like move on with another conversation. And every time we'd let him go like three words into it and then just add three more things about him. <laughs> That's so oh, funny. such a good pile. <laughs> oh, we just piled on. It was like me and Moses like back and forth. Yeah. And it, well, none of it was on air. It was 
it was a, it would have been a perfect way to start the show because like he was almost crying by the end because he 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 lost like there's nowhere <laughs> where he could go. Uh, That's so funny. That was the best. It makes me feel so good. Yeah. But you watch a guy, uh, your buddy's bomb, and it brings you pleasure, like you know, like <laughs> oh, yeah. more so than if they do well. Yeah, like I love it. I love watching them bomb. That's uh, the best. Like how and like and like even if like if you're bombing and you hear your comic friends laugh, like they're the only ones laughing, <laughs> yeah. like that's a good feeling too. Like that. that yeah. You're at least you get at what's going on. Yeah. Like uh, because at first it, it would hurt you so bad, you know, you couldn't you couldn't put in that kind of perspective, you know. But then once you've once you've been through it a, f- a few times, and then you know the mechanism, like oh yeah, like when this happens to other people, and then they laugh at it, like that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. If you go up and bomb, I'm gonna laugh because I know you're funny, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I know this isn't your fault. Like this is the crowd doesn't get you or whatever it is. Yeah. Like you're just eating shit that yeah. you don't deserve to eat right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's nothing funnier than a comedian <laughs> waiting for a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like they do their punchline and then yeah. they give it a second and it doesn't come. <laughs> yeah. And that, and then their realization, like, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. That's the funniest moment. Oh yeah. Moses used to always remember at Kaylee House and stuff how he would do that sarcastic yell out laugh. When people were bombing, oh, and he would just maybe. do like a walk by and go, ha ha. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was the worst because then you know, like, oh, I am eating it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Manolos would do that too. Manolos goes, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn in the back it. of the room. Yeah. But if a guy sucks, like, legitimately, like, you never seen him do well, and then he's going up and bombing again, there's yeah. no pleasure. No. That. That's, no, that's no awkward laughing. for everyone. People yeah. are uh, leaving. Yeah, and the comics at the back hate it too because they're like, "This guy's ruining comedy for everyone." Yeah. Eating up yeah. stage time. Yeah, ruining the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, it is almost a compliment too, where you know, oh, I'm bombing, but at least I have a bit of respect. <laughs> yeah, because people are taking pleasure in my bomb. Sure. You know? Yeah. Because uh, if they were, if they were like just really looking at their feet right now. And... <laughs> Do you ever bomb and then like not look at anybody when and just leave? <laughs> Like you don't, you just leave the stage and then you just like no leave one the wants venue. To, yeah, just go. Right no, there. but I I don't like the um, like you know when like after a show if you know you didn't do well and like someone else did and they're you're talking to them but an audience member walk by and they're like oh my god you were so funny like to the person that did well and then yeah. they notice you're there and they're like oh you were good too like yeah. I'd rather just don't do that yeah like yeah. you know what I mean I don't want to take compliments when i know you didn't like it oh or like I, now i have to pretend like oh thanks and then like and now you think i think that was good like it's just that was the worst thing that's the worst thing in the world is that when someone goes like comes up to you well it's the worst and the best because if someone comes up to you then you fucking rub it into your friends because you're like that's <laughs> yeah exactly awesome yeah. but when they do it to your friend you're like oh fuck you know like it's the worst yeah um but uh <laughs> i heard patrice o'neill and bill burr used to play that game after a gig they gigs they would do yeah they would like the loser had to buy drinks or whatever so whoever got it said to more would <laughs> they would keep track right so yeah, they yeah. would sit there at the exit so if we got just, the most compliments you mean yeah would get drinks bought for them by the other comic yeah okay so like they would sit there at the end of the show and just wait to see how many people came up to him and said i liked you you were my favorite or you were great and and if they if they said you were good too <laughs> yeah. that didn't count uh, yeah, that was sure. like a negative i think i think they got one taken <laughs> off for that. yeah which i thought was like a the great pity. game i never like the just the concept of that game is fucking fun yeah you know? that's funny but it's brutal 
It's such a it's because uh, that's human behavior. It shows like it's, it's, you can set your watch to it. It's like they people yeah. everywhere do the same things. Yeah. Or my favorite is like when you host, if you do like a great job as a host, people go, you were funnier than you should try stand up yourself. You were great. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't understand that. Yeah. 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 yeah I know what they but so like even if like if you're doing material and it killed and you were hosting, they just think like they think you're even more brilliant because they think the that's not stand up. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just riffing. That's hosting. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's a real perception right like it's yeah. all perception that's like if you could, you could take a picture of yourself in like tight shirts against cars that aren't even yours and stuff <laughs> like that create a whole like uh, persona for yourself sure, yeah and like it doesn't even have to be real if people believe it's real they'll think you're doing great yeah, eric johnson <laughs> well, who <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You, the funniest thing I ever saw was when Eric, jo- I was hosting, I think, and Eric Johnson was headlining on like an amateur night or something. Yeah. And, uh, um, no, he was just doing a set because after he did finish his set, you played the, like the, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the sad drop ball. <laughs> He killed too. Like he did yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like he, everything, but he just sold it as being like a disappointing thing. Oh man, that's I funny. love. There's no one speaking of busting balls. There's nobody's balls I love busting more than that guy. Oh yeah, that's right. He just he it, it, he seems like it would be fun to bust yeah. his balls. Well, it, it actually got less fun because I think he um, he stopped enjoying it. Oh, <laughs> I don't right. know if he ever enjoyed it, but there was a bit more of like now <clears throat> it seems personal now. Uh, I think it. I think what <clears throat> started to bother him was like. It was funny for a bit because I was just like, just constantly ripping on him, and it was just it was some of it was just stuff that like, like even he will admit that like you know maybe he was being too much about something and like the reason other people liked it was because they would see it too like I'm kind of calling him on some shit yeah yeah um but then I, I would just like rip him for just every chance like he would post something I would just rip on him right to the point where like people were recognizing me in Hamilton as the guy who makes fun of Eric like not even <laughs> for being a comedian they're like oh you're the guy on Eric's Facebook. I, I remember Jason Rouse would always just put a pig every time he, <laughs> yeah. he posted yeah. anything. So, but then uh, I think um, a lot of like newer comics were coming in. They didn't really know him, but would see the way I was treating him and just assume uh, automatically this is how we treat Eric, uh, <laughs> right? Right, right. And right. then then it just it just became like popular to to not like Eric Johnston, and uh, I think that really got to him and bothered him. Uh, so he doesn't like now if like a, if he, if I get a good chirp in that's like even he'll go all right that was funny he'll leave it but most of the time now if I say something he'll just delete it and text me and be like no <laughs> ah okay oh that's too bad because I, I um I think that uh, like uh, I can tell that it bugs him because when he does tell me stuff that he does yeah uh, he apologizes like he kind of says i know i know like you know what he says like sure. I, 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 it's, I know i'm shameless self-promoter you yeah, know? Like, yeah stuff yeah. like that like he's like kind of like pr- pr- uh like uh being proactive at going at uh like it pr- knowing what you're gonna have a problem with before you right. do you know yeah, yeah but you don't do your social media shit for comics you you know what I mean? Like, well, that's the thing, right? It's not for any of us. So if we yeah. have a problem with it or if it's annoying to us or something, then then it is what it is. But he clearly has people that 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 yeah, you know, works that it's him, working. Right? He's booking shows. Yeah. People are showing up to his shows. And, like, you know, he does a great job. I've had him headline a couple of times at Levity, and he fucking kills it. He gets people in there, and he's, yeah. and he's great. And um, So I get it. 
Yeah. And honestly, like, uh, I've said this I don't know how many times, like, if anyone from from Hamilton or that area is going to make it, it'll probably be him because he's putting so much fucking effort into it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. nothing's going to happen if, if you're just sitting around getting booked on open mics every week. You know? No, and you got to have a little bit of that, like, grotesque self-confidence that you know what i mean that's just like off-putting for people but like it's kind of required to have that sort of image of yourself in order to achieve anything really great you know you got to kind of believe you're great yeah yeah you can't you can't not admire the the work ethic there yeah yeah Yeah. but the like the methods and like promotion stuff like that that's kind of the gross part but (laughs) But but the but well, it's the self. Like I picture him masturbating in front of a mirror a lot. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like I don't know. Like uh, I wouldn't do any of that stuff. I would. Uh, but but I'm an old man and I'm have pride and <laughs> <laughs> you know like all those things. But I mean I but I can't fault the guy because it, like if it, you, it's like a. Uh, respect the kill kind of thing you know yeah. like if uh if you see uh there's this one comedian that i that i've done a few shows with in london and he's like on the spectrum for sure it's not pat tiffin but it's a different guy <laughs> but it, it, he's on the spectrum this guy and he goes up and he does one of the weirdest acts i've ever seen in my life a lot of it i would say has nothing to do with what i would call stand-up comedy like it's like for me what it would it would be hack in every way except for the crowd fucking pops every time like he it just works like it just works right. but it's got like it's bad music parody there's like a whole bunch of like really hack stuff in it is he like uh very like obviously on the spectrum he's very obviously not a normal dude yeah <laughs> okay. like he's very obviously there's something wrong with this guy like there's something off right. with this guy but it uh, works for him it totally works. Yeah. He makes the crowd so uncomfortable at, at a certain point, but then lets them off the hook or whatever. Sure, yeah. I think that's what it is. But the crowd laughs like he gets a like a huge crowd reaction. Yeah. So you can't, I can't, all my things that I think in my head about comedy are wrong. Yeah. Well, dude, there's like how many famous comedians, like not everybody likes everybody, right? So like yeah, yeah. there's a lot of famous comics that like I don't understand yeah, like why they're the famous guy. or why Just people find them him. funny. Yeah. Or like Bill Engel. <laughs> the puppet <laughs> yeah. guy, Jeff but Dunham. There's yeah. so many like that. Like I yeah. I do not I've tried to like people even show oh you gotta see this and they show me yeah. Jeff Dunham sketches and like I don't Bone. get it i don't i don't think there's been one where i've laughed out loud at all oh I but people hurt. like it i can't say it's not funny because obviously people find it funny i don't uh so like it's just that's the same for for yeah people comics at any level right you have to book them at your club though at levity comedy club in <laughs> hamilton right you yeah. sometimes i would book jeff dunham in a heartbeat right right <laughs> if he wanted to do it yeah 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 because he's gonna draw right <laughs> yeah but that's the thing like uh and i could uh, yeah he would work like but like <laughs> Um, who's the other guy? Oh, there's a guy from Woodstock. That's where you live, right? There's a guy from Woodstock. I went to go see his show, sat with his mom. Yeah. You'd know who he is. What do you um, mean? Is he famous? Well, he's done jokes for laughs and stuff like that. He's a, he, he's a black guy. He's got space between his teeth. This is a Star Wars bit where he makes sound effects about Star Wars. <laughs> and at the beginning, he comes out, came out with a thong on and did like a dance oh, really? the, over top of his suit, you know? That's like there was funny. a thong. It was really, really 
not like really hacky stuff. <laughs> Carrot topish. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and he's but done destroyed probably. Right. Uh, he was just on like America has talent, yeah. but he was oh, a Canadian okay. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I wish I could remember his name. I remember, but he's done. Like he's he's successful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I went to watch him the one time uh, in Woodstock, and uh, Deborah Di De Giovanni. Giovanni opened. Yeah. She's she was super funny. Yeah, and then this guy uh, was the headliner, and uh, like his act, I disagreed with every part of it, but the <laughs> crowd uh, ate it up. Ate it up. Yeah, I'm, I was like upset, you know, uh -huh. like because I was like ah, like I want this to do badly. You know, like, uh, if this is what people want, <laughs> yeah, this is what I do, is this, am I supposed to do this? You know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, there's that. And then, but isn't there, do you ever watch a comic that like you relate to or like, yeah, and yeah. then they kill and you're like, ah, it's more inspiring. Like, I want to get to that opposed to like, ah, I got to be that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's what I. That's what you forget about too, right? Is that the, yeah? There is also the David Tells and the people yeah. like that, the Norm Macdonalds and the people that I do respect, and Mark Normans and those kind of comics. I'm like, yeah, they're killing it. You know, they're great. Yeah, you know? and uh, they have integrity and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I and mean, those people that are doing that stuff, they like that stuff. And then the people who they're performing to that like that stuff. Yeah. They, they, they've somehow found each other. And I'm sure there is, like, for sure there's comics that just, like, I don't know, that it just worked, so they do it, and maybe they fucking hate it, but it's oh. a shtick and it pays the bills. And That would be the worst, don't you think? They, they, there must. That must exist. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? A guy doing his same old act, he just hates it. He yeah. knows it, but he's just doing it because he's, it's like uh like it just it took off and they're like fuck now I got to be this guy forever yeah. now I got to do like get it done or whatever <laughs> yeah uh, that'd be awful man but I I also often think too about like what if all your fans are just people you hate <laughs> well exactly right because yeah. uh, who's I don't know if um if it was like dice has said that or well i know like look at Stan jason Hope. rouse even like he he's like people he told me because he's like like you spend like time with him off stage he's he's like can be very normal yeah not crazy jason rouse that's on stage right yeah. he's like this really nice guy actually and he'll like i remember he told me once he was like yeah but he's like people come up to me and they're like hey fuck your mother's cunt <laughs> and he's like yeah. well, why would you say that to me <laughs> like, like him as a person's like no yeah. <laughs> like it's a he can separate but yeah. people don't right they see that and they're like oh that's who that guy is and that's who they're yeah. drawn to so yeah. like as an example like he was probably most annoyed by most of his fan base yeah because they're they're probably like actually more like who he pretends to be on stage. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Doug Stanhope said he was at a show in, in Edmonton, and he went out to get a pack of cigarettes or something like that, and he, he was going back towards the arena, and he saw this crowd of people, and he was they looked so sketchy. He was like, oh, I got to get away from them. He crossed to get away from them. <laughs> Those are his people. They're all lined up to get in his show. Ah. <laughs> that's so funny. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. I've had a few people from this show who have like seen me in public and started talking to me yeah. and they, they hear things that I say and, and, uh, it's not what I say, you know, like sure. but they hear their own things that they want to hear through what I say. 
Yeah. Like, I did a show where I had a guy from Turkey, like who's a Muslim guy, and I called it Meet a Muslim. <laughs> and I just, the idea was show a bunch of like rural hicks like me what a Muslim guy is. Yeah. Because they've never met one before. Yeah. And then they can just know that they're a real guy, right? So the guy came down. He was a drywaller. (laughs) You know, we had beers with us. We had talked about. Apparently, uh, when they die, they turn into a bear. And (laughs) women shave their pubes. And we learned a bunch of things about Muslims, (laughs) right? Yeah. But it was light and fluffy. And it was meant to humanize the... Anyway, I meet this dude. He's like, yeah, I listen to your show with that Muslim guy on. You're right. They all should go back to their own country. (laughs) Wow. And, and uh, oh my God, I'm like, how? How, yeah, how did you pull that? Yeah, like, how did you get that from that? And you, you like, at a certain point, you know, you can do whatever you want publicly, and once the public gets it and puts their own perception on it, you're just kind of at their mercy, you yeah. know. Like, if they want to like you, not like you, if they want to see evil in you or see good in you, if they want to, it's it's out of your control, really. Yeah. You just gotta let them have it, you know. Like if someone sees me after this, they're like, yeah, I saw you on Dutch Hall. Yeah. Fuck midgets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. That'd be awesome, though, eh? Because you're like, you saw me? Someone, uh, <laughs> someone, uh, I've had like a lot of people say they heard me on that Friday at 420 oh, show. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how did- Surprisingly, a lot of people, more than we thought, actually listened to that show. Yeah. It's weird, eh? Even yeah. with my podcast, I, I can't ever tell who's, how many people are listening. Yeah. Because I got two different places that give me stats now yeah and they're both different yeah and See, uh, so. we were going by the like the facebook live because well the problem too is like we do it we were recording them when we couldn't be in the studio anymore and then just airing them live on fridays but then it turned into we were just like ah we have more fun when we do it live so we started doing them live but on tuesdays when we would normally record them so it's friday at four twenty live on tuesday at five when yeah. we feel like doing it right <laughs> so it's very confusing and then we go by those numbers so like in my head there's this one version of it where four people listen to it yeah yeah but then it has a whole other life when when it's online like it's yeah. just posted and archived so like yeah we have an audience that like just subscribes and listens to it then i and i forget that all the time yeah yeah so yeah, and they end up being the ones like like even uh, now like I uh, just had a person I've had a person from Quebec and a couple of people from Ontario who just downloaded like a hundred episodes each, you know? Yeah. Because so, wow. so you're like, oh, that helps me with my stats, you know? <laughs> because like they go through now. We, this is uh, three ninety one, I think. Holy today's shit. episode. Wow. So we've been doing doing quite a bit of them. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, over eight years. Oh, we're we we've kind of gone a while here, Pat. Oh, um, whenever you want. Um, so we should kind of wrap it up. Okay. There's just one more thing I want to talk to you. <laughs> one more thing, and then we'll do a joke okay. to end it. All right. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you briefly because I am a big Norm Macdonald fan, mm-hmm. and I understand that you actually um, met Norm when he was doing Tom Green's show. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, very briefly. Was I this the one where he was drinking Bud Lights and smoking uh, a vape pen? Which show? Are you talking about his talk show? His The Tom Green talk show? Well, he did because he had like, um, uh, I'm pretty sure the first time I met him, he did his podcast. We were recording Tom's, it was like called Tom Green Radio. Oh, yeah. But then he had uh, the Access TV show where it was just like, like he they were both sitting in couches like this at a studio with like a Los Angeles thing in the background. Yeah, Is that yeah, what you're yeah. talking about? Because yeah. I know he's done a million things with Norm that I was not involved in, so I don't oh, know. Yeah. Which one were you at, though? Because I've... I don't... I was at the one with the 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 studio one with the, the Access TV one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. 
Okay. Yeah. But uh And you were just in the you were in the you were in the room watching that. Did yeah, you get yeah. to see and then Dice he's friends with Dice yep. too. Did you meet Dice? Many times. We've uh when we were that that like three week stint that we were in Vegas, so they're like very good friends. Yeah. We were at the same venue, uh, and Dice's show was always right after Tom's. So Dice would watch our show, and then then we would stay and watch Dice's show, and we'd all hang out after. And then Chris Angel would come every time. Like they're they're all good friends. It's Tom Green, Andrew Clay, and Chris Angel. Yeah, (laughs) and like like for like weeks every night after the show, I'd be hanging out with these guys, and it's fucking crazy. That's wild, man. Yeah, it's just a wild life. Dice is. Another guy who's kind of like the I was gonna say, but like the Rouse, uh, yeah, yeah, um, fan base thing because he's another like he's just super nice and friendly off stage, like yeah, like yeah. not real family man, yeah, yeah, like very respectful and um, uh, yeah, and that's I've seen some of his fans. I saw like Dice, like he like at a meet and greet, like threw like some dude like through the merch table because he like <laughs> I don't know what he did wrong, but uh, did not. It didn't sit right with <laughs> with Dice. <laughs> he uh, is a real piece of work, though. Like he is like like uh, eccentric. Yeah. Right? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's no question. Because <clears throat> yeah. like, even just to come up with that act, yeah, got to be a bit eccentric. <laughs> but it's crazy, man. I still think some of the stuff that Dice does is brilliant. You know, like mm-hmm. the day the laughter died. Have you heard that album? Um, I don't, I honestly don't know if it is. It's basically him bombing like, oh yeah, for an entire album. It's, it's remarkable that someone released an (laughs) album of themselves bombing like that. Like I've I've never heard of it. Have you seen, uh, Mitch Hedberg's, uh, I I saw it. say MTV. Yeah. I saw a special, the way that they put it out. The one with like the flames and stuff with like the big crazy set. Yeah. And then the. Then they put out on YouTube a unedited version oh. uh, version of it, and you can see him actually bombing the whole time. Like, well, the one that was aired, he's bombing but in, the, in comparison to his usual stuff. But but it's even worse. Oh yeah, what aired. Oh, the when the unedited one that I saw, it's most of the show is him going like, "Who? None of you people know who I am." Like he, like he knew yeah. it wasn't his crowd. Yeah, and then so I think he got in his own head or something because he kept going. Like, uh, I don't even know, like, you guys don't get this at all. Like, this is a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah, like, he kept... They kept some of that in the, the aired version. Oh, yeah. Him saying stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, kind of painful. Like, and I think that's his only... Well, that's the saddest part. It's, like, his only, like, fully recorded televised. Because he's got... Yeah, the He's got, albums. like, all those jokes that you see on there. They're either on his albums or, like, he he's, when he was doing talk show circuits, there'd be, like, little four-minute four, four minute chunks of those. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, that was the only, like, all the jokes in one place at one time, and it's... Uh, he's bombing. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I I would be a, a crazy to, to see... Yeah, I don't understand. Like, but that's one of those things. It was a, it was a company, like it was like the network or whatever, putting it on the show. They paper the room, like so everyone, yeah. free tickets, and no one's going to see Mitch Hedberg, and he's he's a um, he's a fresh act. Like he sounds mm-hmm. different. He's not like everyone else. So if you're not if you're going to see comedy and you have this like rhythm or or a vision of what comedy's supposed to sound like. This ain't gonna be yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, like and it, and it, without his like cadence and rhythm, a lot of those things aren't really jokes. You know, like oh, okay, if you just read them, if on you just paper, read them, yeah, like, these are bad. <laughs> yeah, someone asked me if I wanted a banana. I said no, or 
if I wanted a frozen banana and I said no, but I want a regular banana later, so yes. <laughs> is that a joke? I probably. Guess it's pretty it funny, sounds yeah. like one. Yeah, he funny. says it, yeah. But when you slow it down, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah or the- do it in his cadence. It's like it's it kills. Like I don't understand it. You still see guys uh, that are, especially new comics, where you'll see them. And, and you can hear the Hedberg in them. Oh, the yeah. There's a yeah. few that people do. Uh, well, like when I started, at least in Canada anyways, everyone was doing Rouse, like at first. Oh, really? Yeah, and myself included. I was like guilty of like Rouse-isms. Oh, I was really? very inspired. Like I, when I, before I did stand-up, I was a big fan of his too. And like yeah. I was watching a lot of it. And then like I met him really early on through Manolis. So I was like even more like – just like looked up to him right and i just i caught myself just doing that but then it, i noticed it was becoming a thing or like it was already a thing yeah. just like new comics especially in toronto hamilton like this area everyone trying to be super edgy but like just sounded like him though like just copied like his yeah his mannerisms and and the way he talked and stuff and i find there's a crop of like dave merhesh or whatever. yeah well yeah then that yeah. started that, that the, the you hear you see a lot of those guys that all sound like him yeah but in terms of like yeah there's like a lot of headbergs and a lot of um um i know like will ferrell didn't do stand up but there was like Oh yeah, yeah. I like see a lot of like characters Iron Man that would do or like a, a Anchorman or Zach Galifianakis type yeah, comics yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Dude. it's weird. I get it because like uh, I get why like especially early on, yeah, like, you, you just you kind of just emulate who you think who is funny. you like. Yeah, yeah. But I guess at some point it's just you gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You <laughs> find your stop. own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never like I get compared to. Um, comics sometimes like you sound they, a lot of times people say you sound like norm mcdonald to me yeah i i think that too but like your voice you sound like norm mcdonald yeah but not i'm not like ripping his i'm not trying to emulate emulate any a- aspect of him i'm just a rural canadian guy who sounds like him like i, I really like yeah. who, there's another toronto comic who's kind of more like a like a blown up version of norm oh shit i know the guy too um I met yeah him. Uh, but he's like he's still his own character but it's kind of like a it's definitely a, a derivative of norm mm-hmm. like it's it, i think i know who you're talking about i can't uh, think of his name yeah he's a really uh odd looking dude you know like um <laughs> long hair curly and stuff but it's very i know the guy uh you're not talking about john steinberg he's like uh steven wright have you seen him no no, maybe I am talking about him because he is, yeah, he's Stephen Wright, but he has also got a normness to him. But he but, talks but, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just Stephen Wright. <laughs> yeah, that is Stephen Wright. Yeah. He, he's jokes, are, uh, the one joke, John Steinberg, <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. I think he talks about doing drugs or something. He's on mushrooms. He's like, I got to stop doing drugs. He's like, I was doing mushrooms and I... Woke up in a panic in the middle of the night. Thought I saw two dead children hanging from hooks in my closet. He's like, and then uh, the sun was up and I sobered up and I realized it was just uh, one dead kid hanging in front of a mirror. <laughs> like I, he sets it up better, but like you yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. gonna say it was like a like a yeah, sweater yeah. hanging on a yeah, yeah. coat hook. <laughs> And then he goes, what a relief. (laughs) (laughs) But just like that, that delivery is another guy that's like, it's the way he says it. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's what I think. Like it was like, but anyways, I'm I'm not, you're not, 
after a while, you know, you start to like, well, like I think that, uh, if that is a thing that people are leaning on after a while, I think you just forget it. Yeah. You're now you're understand how to do it. That it's right. not doing somebody else's shit. But, but you, you just, I think I've always thought like, you're just your voice. You sound like Norm, like not like, um, I never thought like I watch you on stage and think you're like impersonating him. No, I just no. think like even in conversation, you just sound like him to me. Oh yeah, well that's the thing. I don't hear it. I, I don't know where it com- I don't know why people say it. You know, so yeah. I, they, they, but they do. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't get it. But they, but because I, I don't. I never thought. I don't even really watch a lot of Norm's stand up. Like, I only watched his uh, his like TV stuff. I think like you sound enough like him that if you really tried to do an impression of him, you'd probably nail it. I could probably do it. Yeah. yeah. I know. I would hate to. I would hate to though, because then I would even get it even more. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, that's awesome. I uh, thank you very much for coming in. I just yeah, wanted uh, we want to end the show with something that's a little light. So uh, everyone, if you everyone can support uh, Patrick uh, Capolito, uh, I know that Levity Comedy Club is going to be opening up on uh wednesday which yep. is yesterday when this comes out if you're listening on the audio show but the good news is, is that this that the weekends now are open and there's headliners uh booked right up until march is what patrick says so check out levity comedy club on all the any of the social medias or you can go to levity comedy club's website which yep. is levitycomedyclub.com.com and uh check out who's coming to town and uh, you can also look, uh, still check out uh, Friday at 4.20. They're on Facebook. Yeah, Tuesdays at random time. It could be a Tuesday at a random time. <laughs> or Friday at 4.20 on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, and just check them out. You can follow them on all uh, the socials. Are you uh, Patrick Coppolino? Uh, Pat Coppolino. Pat Coppolino. Yeah. Um, so I just want to end with this So. Uh, I get asked my listeners to send me in stuff, and uh, sometimes they send me in. My father-in-law actually sends me in jokes. Okay. Okay? And now most of the time, they're street jokes. They're not uh, great, yeah. and uh, sometimes they're just like facts. Okay. And this time, okay. they were facts. So what I do is I never read his jokes, but sometimes <laughs> I take them. So I just got one fact, and I wrote one joke. Okay. All right. This is a, tr- a piece of trivia sent by my father-in-law. It says, uh, the origins of a shot of whiskey. Have you ever, you know where they get a shot of whiskey from? A shot of whiskey? No. Well, apparently in the Old West, a 45, I think that's a, is it millimeter? 45 millimeter cartridge? Yeah. For, or probably not, but a 45 <laughs> cartridge for a six gun <laughs> cost 12 cents. And so did a glass of whiskey. So if a cowhand was low on cash, he would often give the bartender a cartridge in exchange for the drink. And this became known as a shot of whiskey. Also from that period of time, you could also get a blowjob of gin, (laughs) which was basically just 11 ounces of gin served with a glass of water to wash your mouth out with first. No (laughs) blowjob? No, you give the blowjob for the gin. You oh. See? That's how they got the name. <laughs> That's how it became a blowjob of gin. If you have to explain it that much, it was a joke written by the robot, and I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's late. All right, everybody. That's been our show for this uh, week. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to tell a friend, uh, give us some feedback. 
at live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com, the Dutch Hall gmail.com. We're also Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. Just the Dutch Hall or Dutch Hall. And until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs>